This is a real. This is real radio. This is real radio. You're, wait, is... you're waiting for the song to stop. All right. So we can throw in an ad read real so, quick. So, <laughs> so this was Bob McCowan. He just lets the song breathe for like two minutes before he comes <laughs> right. in. I'll come in when I'm He doesn't already. give a fuck anymore. Welcome back to Primetime Sports. He do, he's, he just, he's retired, actually. He now. just gave up. But it's a good song. We, you know, we licensed the Shoot Brothers band. We paid for that track. There's no CFO dollar sign stuff. We own that music. Yeah, ju- um, ju- just like uh, you know, just like the WWE owns all that music. Uh, yeah, you know, everything on this show. We, uh, the, the trivia theme, the rest of the week. Uh, we we licensed the band. They wrote it, but we own everything. <laughs> our sound, Shoot is, Brothers band. Our sound designers going through our the roof. in-house. Our in-house. I mean, check at the budget. Look, there's a budget. I don't, we have cameras. Three angles. There's uh, uh, there's been uh, pay-per-views that have had less cameras. Than this, <laughs> there have been professional wrestling events. I guess you. I guess we. I guess we gotta tell the listener what they're listening to, or the viewers what they're viewing. <laughs> the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, of course, is the only wrestling podcast. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. He's sitting right over there. What do we got today? I'm not belt guy that wears the belts to the shows, but we have the prop. We had to bring it because. It's a special episode, a championship caliber episode, a centennial classic, if you will. Uh, it's episode 100. 100. Oh, my God. And you know what? I'll celebrate the occasion. I got a little something for you, Cameron. You got a little something Cameron's for me? 100. Let me grab it real quick. Oh, my, oh my Lord. <laughs> Listeners, viewers, I had, uh, I had no idea about any, any of this. Okay. Oh, what's happening here? Mike's putting, <laughs> Mike's putting the cans back on. I got, my, I got my belt here. So I had to bring a belt for Cameron, <laughs> if you can show that to the folks at home. What's this? You got your own replica belt. No way. You know, uh, let's side by side for the folks at home. <laughs> listeners at home. Listeners at home. spins. That is yours to keep, my friend. An early birthday present. I know you've got a birthday coming up. Late birthday present. Oh, sorry, late. Wow. Uh, I'm even worse now. <laughs> Listener, <laughs> listeners at home, Mike has presented me for this beautiful <laughs> spinner championship. John Cena classic. Happy birthday. My bad. I honestly thought it was... A couple days from now. So. Thank you so much. It was a couple days <laughs> ago. You know, belated. Uh, it's COVID times, folks. I forgot uh, the wow. exact date. I don't have Facebook. This is like the perfect size thing. It could fit you around. Wear it around your wrist. You wrist. can put it on a ferret if you have a pet ferret. <laughs> put it around a. Pl- oh. But yeah, that's yours to keep, wow. my friend. A gift uh, for the show and for your birthday and for all uh, that we do. Mike, I can't. Uh, I appreciate this so <laughs> much. This is the coolest thing I've ever gotten. Yeah. I'm gonna wear it with pride. Two arrows. Two arrows of belts there, folks. Wow, look at this. And cheers. I think, uh, you know, I think cheers are in order. Just uh, like uh, hide the label. M- many champions before holding up their, their belts and, and celebrating a drink. Ching. Cheers. To 100 more. A <laughs> hundred onwards and upwards. Yes. Uh, well, listeners at home, you know, I mean, and viewers there at home too, we thought to ourselves, I mean, we just put out our Wayne Gretzky episode. 99. Less than 24 hours ago, we were recording. Less than 24 hours ago, we were recording, and we thought, we uh, what better way to celebrate episode 100 than do something different? Something we've never done on this show. Something a little bit different, of course, and we're, this isn't even the shooties. The shooties are on their way, mind you. That's a once-a-year thing. That's a modern thing. Today, we're covering the whole entire history scope of wrestling. And we thought it would be a lot of fun <laughs> if uh, we, we broke down a bunch of categories of various wrestling topics. And we're going to present uh, to you uh, to you listeners and viewers uh, our top five 
all sorts of stuff. We're going to be covering varying topics of uh, wrestling history, present, future even. <laughs> um, and this was a great idea. One of a, you had, You've had this idea for a long, long time. Yeah. And I think we sort of work together and this would be the perfect occasion to, to do it. To just do it. Yeah. We already have such a packed show every week. All these other segments and uh, yeah, this is a special in between. We're not really reviewing any weekly wrestling. We're just gonna- absolutely no. Re- well, I, <laughs> I refuse to talk about SmackDown last night or Full Gear tonight. I well, refuse. Yeah, it doesn't even happen. I refuse to talk about That's here. A, on the you show. have that right. I, that is God your right damn in this it. country. Uh, <laughs> it's Joe Biden's world now. Well, Baby. that's that's a different country, but our sisters of the and, south and have finally. You had that. this idea, uh, which yeah, is going to be a lot of fun. I came up with the idea of lists, folks. Just various, just lists. Yeah, it, you you uh, you wrote you wrote the Reddit mm-hmm. on lists, and um, let's just kick right off. Let's just how about we just like kick right into something? A top five list. All right, you. But pick a topic. What I pick a like? topic here. Um, let's start off with uh, top tag teams. Ooh. Okay. Big topic. Big topic, of course. So our five tag teams. We got our own little order. Mike, well, before we even start these, what I'm most excited for is the the difference between our answers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um Mike, you are, you know, you are the encyclopedia <laughs> of professional wrestling, Mike. I am only, I'm but a Padawan but you, in this uh, game. But you have a very uh, wide and eclectic palette. Very know, much. You, I'm kind of Anakin between two and three right now. You yeah. know, I could, I could really go either way. <laughs> I could tip that way. I could tip on the dark side. I could, yeah. uh, the younglings. Don't forget yeah. about the younglings. So uh, I, I speak the topic. So I'm going to kick this one off. Uh, my, f- I guess coming in at number five. Number five. Number five. Oh, we need a, we need something like that, like okay. some kind of. Uh, we could probably do a number. Th- we'll do that. <laughs> we, <laughs> get, we can do that in post. Uh, coming to number five, I got to give my tag team. They're still around these days. Haven't seen them performing in a while, but individually, they're currently crushing it. Uh, the Usos. The Usos. The Usos were not champions when I came in, but they had this insane run. I think it was like 2017 of matches with, uh, they were back and forth between like them and the New Day and them and Star and Sheamus. The Bar. That great Hell in a Cell tag match. There was, and they were all over the place for so long on television. uh, Just like, yeah, being, yeah, just a great forward, great forward. Forwarding <laughs> the tag division. Yeah, the Usos, man, a mainstay. Uh, yeah, same with me for number five. Not the same tag team, but the same situation. A team that's no longer together, but they are both still wrestling singles. Uh, Champa and Gargano, known as DIY. DIY, do it yourself. Yeah, is that what it stood for? Probably. Uh, probably had some absolute classics in NXT, elevating that. Probably one of the best times of that tag division ever between them and the revival and gable and jordan but diy champa gargano as a unit they were excellent and yeah well they'd have matched uh were you at that takeover toronto when they no regrettably i think that might have been a five-star match i think it was the ladders yeah i missed that one tables match or something it was a tag team yeah title something but champa and gargano coming in at number five Congratulations. I wonder whose name we're going to see the most kind of just around 
we'll like, have a couple what's repeats. Six, you know, I wonder. We'll both, I wonder. Uh, uh, I wonder if you and I are ever gonna kind of lock into a uh, to kind of people on the similar <laughs> level. Um, let's move over to number four. Number yeah. four. Um, the guys are hot. Hot always in singles action, and when they come together, it's just sort of like two singles dudes doing their doing crazier shit because there's somebody else to do crazy shit with. Yeah, uh, we see it every week on AEW Dynamite. We're talking the Lucha Bros. Lucha Brothers or Bros, I guess. Lucha either. Bros, Lucha Brothers, <laughs> and even in, in individually fantastic when they're teamed up, they're fantastic. Yeah, can't go wrong. They put on some excellent. They've only yeah. They do some crazy shit. They do crazy shit crazy shit all right i'll throw my number four at you and uh we've got our first repeat of the night because i had a one spot higher i got the usos Oof. we already talked about no way but you know that just goes to show you the mark they've had on the business they are legitimately one of the best tag teams of all time and did you like were, how good were they when they were baby face usos when they were like face paint yeah usos? they were just as good so even before the face paint they were like really generic and then they added the face paint but they've always been good wrestlers but they've evolved slightly enough to never be stale you know then they then then they became ish and they started rapping and day shit. one ish yeah <laughs> so yeah the usos man keep it going keep it going uh let's keep it going with my number three um, a team who is, I've, we, I think we already, I think I just mentioned them, but I'm um, bringing number three, the bar, the bar, a lot of the tag team wrestling that I've watched over the years <laughs> involved very few teams because, uh, of, of normal WWE things. Yeah. And, uh, there was that like year and a half time. They, yeah, when the three or four teams, though, they sick. held it down. They held it down. Very much so. Very much so. Always entertaining. Yeah. And, Cesaro, uh, Sheamus, excellent. The bar, and they did that little thing. We all, yeah, it took me like a couple weeks to realize what they meant when they said the bar. Like, we don't set the bar, we yeah. are the bar? because they didn't say it. They were just like, we're the bar. I'm like, what's that mean? Yeah, the, the bar. The lawyer exam? Like, are they the bar to be raised? <laughs> like, their bar, like, they, they are what's sunk. Yeah. <laughs> they need somebody to rise them. Uh, but my number three team, we're going a bit old school on this one. Uh, one of the legendary teams of the Attitude Era. Both became singles world heavyweight champions. We're talking about Edge and Christian. They never had a tag team name. They were just Edge and Christian, but solidified in some of the most spectacular moments. The dive off the ladder, that WrestleMania to Jeff Hardy. The, the, the big spear off the ladder. Yeah, the and TLC, every TLC they were in. And I think two Canadian boys were... Uh, I knew they were going to pop up on your... On this list Somewhere, of yeah. So there you go. Number three, good. They're like fucking, I don't know, 11. I think they still have the most tag title. Maybe New Day's going to beat them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Edge and Christian, here you go. Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. Uh, yeah, that spear off the that spear off the thing, and then he banged Lita on television. Those are those are my two big edge <laughs> moments, I think. Yeah, when I, uh, that's, <laughs> oh, and of course, well, of course, the greatest wrestling match ever. How could we forget? <laughs> yeah, that was only. Four months. Hey, ah, uh, April, August, June, June, something, July, <laughs> January. <laughs> All right, what's next? Okay, uh, coming to number two for me. Uh, this team's been all over the world together, hmm. right? Globe Trotters. Globe Trotters, not from Harlem though. Nope. Uh, one of them's from America, but one of them's from Burnaby, British Columbia. Hmm. So uh, a little Canadian, little Canadian trotter. There's no sense tarrying any further, building up this <laughs> anticipation, because I could, we, I could, I could say three words, and those words would be shock the system. The undisputed <laughs> era 
Ah. Undisputed Era. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's a bit of a free birdish thing going on here, <laughs> um, right? Well, I mean, if you would like any particular clarification. Sure. We're looking folks. we're looking at the Kyle O'Reilly Bobby Fish yeah. lineup. The, tr- the 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 they you know they were known as Red Dragon yeah. in previous worldwide things came together, continue to wrestle together. You got to have yeah, no matter what, you got to have Kyle in there to play the guitar on the way down. The guitar on the way down. Uh <laughs> anytime he calls Pete Dunn Peter Dune yeah, uh, yeah, just even on on the mic, in the ring, out of the ring. Fantastic. I can't argue with that. And the song, this song, legitimately stays in my head for. Oh yeah, I sing it again in the they shower. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, they can't lose that one. Uh, all right, coming in, my number two. Uh, kind of funnyly enough, we got another free British rule because I got the New Day coming in at number two. The collective three members. Uh, I don't know. You can make me pick two if you really want. No, no, you don't. No, nor, <laughs> nor, nor do you have to. I don't have to. So, uh, yeah, New Day, one of the best tag teams of all time. They've set the record for number of days and all that. Consecutive reigns, total, this, that, the yeah. other. Managed to stay fresh. Managed to stay over for all those years. Uh, even with the slight split, they, they have. They're still and never strong. turn on each other. No, Why they split that? up. They split up Big E, but he's still best friends with them. So they can do what they do. What they're doing. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, let's just let's just round off this list. Number one here. I uh, refuse to talk about them <laughs> in their match this evening. I refuse. Oh, that's a spoiler already. Spoiler already. If you know anything about anything, I go with the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, uh, they were, they had that, to me, they had that feeling of the best kept secret. That kind mm-hmm. of like... The cool people know about the Young Bucks. The cool people <laughs> are watching the shitty YouTube videos. The cool people are in on the inside jokes. Uh, in the ring, out the ring. Well, the secret's out now. Certainly. <laughs> on secret's AEW. out now. Yeah, I mean, they are world-renowned. Uh, one of the best tag teams. Champions in, like, every company for thousands of days always. Yeah. Uh, they just have these two-year-long reigns at a time. And they, I mean... If you let them go singles, they can certainly hold their own, but they just seem to be one of those teams like the New Day where they just want to go forever as a team. The good American story, two brothers <laughs> working hard to support their families. Yeah. Matt and Nick, cheers to you. All right. On my side, number one tag team of all time. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I was going to guess. Okay, guess. I was going to guess. <laughs> Maybe let's guess each other's number ones. Just the number ones. Okay. Kind of like using, yeah, 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 using yeah, yeah. the information we know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I would have guessed Young Bucks for you. You would have guessed Bucks for me? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Well, well, there we go. There we go. Especially yeah, once yeah. you gave that little hint. Okay. Well, how about before the, <laughs> the, before the clues? I know. There's just no, when it's time. You can just guess this one, and then from now on, we'll yeah, do it. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say your uh, number one tag team is the Hart Dynasty. The Heart Dynasty, like the Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation. Okay. Uh, it is not. Damn. But it is an older team. Uh, but they're both oh, still. You're rest. not. I'm not gonna. You're not. We're not gonna get them all. We're not gonna get them all. I'm not gonna get them all. That's okay. I'm, but this team had to be on the list uh, because they were in some of the most spectacular matches of all time. They're still going. Oh shit! I should have that. Uh, fuck. Yes. Fuck. One of the best teams, the Hardy Boys, yeah, Jeff yeah. and Matt. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. I should have thought of that. That's okay. You That's fin- okay. It slipped. 
But uh, yeah, they have to be on here for me. My childhood, everyone on the playground is fucking loving Matt and Jeff. Hit yeah, me. Team Extreme. Team Extreme, and that's it. That's our tag teams, the best of all time. Uh, any honorable mentions to you? I mean, there's a lot. I think New Day was my honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. I think. but I mean, yeah. I didn't mention Young Bucks. I would have put them uh, number. Yeah, probably pretty close to making this as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's our tag team. That was great. That was great. Should we just jump into another? Sure. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? All I'm right. Sipping my beverage. Let's switch it up a bit and let's do the top five finishing moves. The top five finishing moves. Now, this one's tough. Very I sort of found because oh, this is all a finishing move no longer finishes the. It's not uh, a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. <laughs> so I think there, there, there could be some possibly like. A I mean, this list could just be top five wrestling it. moves. Exactly right. Yeah. Like for example, like a deep six is a finishing move, but <laughs> never actually finishes anybody. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Top five wrestling moves. We got it. Yeah, 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 we got it. We got it. We got it. Uh, Mike, you kick this one off. I'll start it off. Yes, I picked it. Number five, uh, a move you see very rarely in North America, uh, but it was actually hit in the Cruiserweight Classic with Kota Ibushi and uh, Brian Kendrick. Anyways, I'm talking about the Burning Hammer, one of the most devastating moves, uh, especially in Japan, I think. What's that one? It's almost like a reverse attitude adjustment where he drops him like right on their head off his shoulders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's used very rarely. So if you haven't seen it, that's why. But it's very special. Burning hammer. They don't even like people respect the move so much they don't even steal it. You know? Wow. <laughs> so that's my number five. Burning hammer. Burning hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, coming to number five for me. I love seeing it. And people, you know, we, it's because we see it so rarely. And when you do it, I always like, uh, I have a low couch. <laughs> we, the, we're cats out of the bag. If something happen, exciting happens tonight, you will fi- if, you, if you ever have the need to want to pop out of your oh, couch, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a deep squat you got to get into. Oh, like, yeah. it's a if lot you have of, bad knees, watch out. If you have bad knees, this, it's, 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 a, it's an older couch. It's a very nice couch. It just sits a little lower. Well, it's a futon, right? No. It the looks orange futon. one? No, 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 no. That's just a weird bathroom. That's then. just the, uh, it supports with straps. Oh, Listeners it's like seatbelts. Kind of like seatbelts, yeah. We're, it's weird <laughs> that we're looking at the back of the couch. It's <laughs> like it's so ex- <laughs> exposed. I didn't realize how exposed know, the back never, of- You're not supposed to see the back of a couch. You're not supposed to see, you're not supposed to see the back of the couch. Anyways, uh, anytime I see this move, it gives me, it, I pop. Every single time I see a Canadian destroyer, oh yeah, um, that look and even similarly, I popped with uh, a kind of like, like a subsection at the Panama Sunrise. Yeah, there's like three or I four moves that are very close on a pack on a package pile driver. Anything where you're kind of like yeah, the code red where it's like. Uh, yeah, you know, but the destroyer, whether it's Ricky Morton hitting it, or <laughs> it's just such a damn good because you're like, how do they do it? Guy just backflips and lands on his head. I'll watch that all the time. Uh, yeah, like when Kota Ibushi was get, was giving himself destroyers off the doll. <laughs> yeah, just um, <laughs> it just proves how much. Um, uh, you know, who does a good one. Uh, like, fuck, Chris here, Chris Hero, probably Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, yes. Yeah, he does a there, great destroyer. Remember, there, remember, there was like a week. Who was it? Andrade and someone else were doing them a bunch for a little while. Yeah, Andrade really, did them a couple. Like, they were yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but Andrade yeah, and Ray maybe. Yeah, probably, probably Ray. That's a great move. Great damn move. I can't deny that. That's your number four. No, that was my oh, number sorry, five. sorry, your number five. Yes, I'm jumping ahead. I'll give you my number four while we're on the subject. Uh, this is a move kind of like the Destroyer where, uh, you know, a lot of people can use it, but 
Still one of my favorite looking moves from when I was a kid. Whenever I made a wrestler in the video games, this is my go-to finisher. Uh, the diamond cutter. Specifically, the diamond cutter. There's a million cutters, but I'm going with the diamond cutter. Diamond Dallas Page. Boing. Uh, yeah, such a simple move, but so devastating. Any move that I think targets the head is what are my favorites. Because <laughs> that hurts the anything, most, right? The close, anything that's close to CTE, like neck I and head, yeah. love. Like a back bump. Come on, anyone can land on their back. Anyone can land on their back. A little leg but, drop. You're like sitting on your yeah, butt. The diamond cutter, RKO, twist of fate. There's a million versions of it, but such a great move. Yeah. Uh, I love it. A cutter. And a you cutter, really don't a, see it too often. Just a straight diamond cutter nowadays. You don't see too much. No. no. You really don't. You really don't. But uh, hearing JR yell, cutter, <laughs> is, uh, it feels good. It feels good yeah. again, you know? It's very good. That was your number four. Um, I'm popping in my number four also right here. Uh, because finishers don't always have to be these high intense head specific maneuvers. <laughs> Sometimes they can be a, a grasp a hold, a particularly wrenching a part of the body, you know, maybe the arm or the the neck. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm putting number four at the label lock. Label lock or Any, the yes lock or the or no the lock. Or the yes lock or the no lock, whatever but you yes. want to call it. Anytime Daniel Bryan rolls into it, there's I just like it. a feeling oh, yeah. that he you know. That arm trapped in That him. you know that could be it. Yeah. As so, you know, and sort of the way he kind of rolls in, gets it, and you're suddenly like, fucking, he's going to tap, is. he's going to tap. It is one of my favorite submissions, I'll say that. Yeah. I will so. say that. He, uh, uh, on, it's on record. On the record. Of you saying that. Okay, I'll jump up to number three here. Uh, this move was originally known, invented by Scott Steiner, called the Steiner Screwdriver. You may now know it as the Drill Claw by Brian Cage. Oh, you know, crazy okay. Move boom, another head targeted. Another, he another head first move. <laughs> uh, but the Steiner one, you got to watch a clip of this after. It's even more vicious. He does it in Japan. He's just like, ah, boom. Other people are finding out new innovative ways to smash each other on their faces. Uh, yeah. So the Steiner screwdriver slash the drill claw. Love that move. Looks devastating. You have to be very big to do it because you got to have those muscles to not kill the man. <laughs> not drop him on his it's head. way harder to not kill somebody in professional wrestling than it is to actually kill somebody in professional wrestling. <laughs> well, Anyways, that's my number three. That's your number three. Coming to number three for me, though. Um, fantastic. Don't I feel like I don't see it too much these days. Not to say that it couldn't be done by the man. Well, I spoiled that. Uh, <laughs> who performed so. Coming in number three for me is the Styles Clash. The Styles Clash. Uh, such a cool move that is so unique to AJ Styles also that doing it is still it's still a Styles Clash. Yeah, even I, when Michelle McCool did it, it was a Styles Clash. Long after uh, AJ Styles retires, that will always be move. the Styles Clash. And except for that one time, uh, Roddy Strong took it the wrong way. Yeah, you didn't, yeah, it's the only wrestling move where you're not supposed to tuck your chin. Yeah, you do the opposite. You, gotta, you, do, you do the opposite. Ellsworth almost fucked up, and AJ saved him. Folks at home, if you're ever about to take a Styles Clash. Lean back. Lean back. Yeah. We cannot emphasize that enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it is. It, it, yeah, it's such a cool move. It's so unique to one person. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's That's his it. move. That's it's it. his move. Yeah, others may use it, but it's his move. Uh, much like my next choice on this list, coming in at number two. Number two. This is one of the most legendary moves of all time. A devastating maneuver. A couple other people have used it, like the Styles Clash, but we all associate it with one person. So I'm talking about the Tombstone Piledriver. 
break those heads. <laughs> <laughs> more head, <laughs> that just more happened. head I wasn't, cracking. I wasn't more head cracking, baby. I guess it's just, I like, that's scary, right? That's realistic. That's a good move. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a as a kid, you wondered how much it hurt, or you know, you really killed. Them. I know how but much as it an hurt. Adult, Me and my brother did it. As an adult, you appreciate the amount of work that goes into. Because they come this close safe. when you do it right. Your head's this close to hitting the mat. Yeah. When you're. Yeah. And a lot you, of strength. That it's just such a good move. Uh, even Okada does his in Japan. He does like his spinning. Tombstone. Like, it's, like a, it's like a spinning tombstone. The, the young bucks do their teamwork. And he teamwork. lands on yeah. So the tombstone, but the Undertaker still does it best when he hits that. Hopefully never again, but when he does, <laughs> it's a special move. It is, it is really a special. One of those things, yeah, everybody knows. Like even when someone else teases it, you're like, oh, they almost did a tombstone. Yeah, but <laughs> we know Taker, and also one of those moves, Taker does a tombstone. Uh, 98% 98% of the time. It's one of those moves that's very protected, as it should be. Coming in at number two for me, uh, it's still going. This 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 move is still being performed. Actually, it's only only being performed, and possibly similar to Styles Clash. It'll be something that may be recognized by one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it every single fucking time. It's the Black Mass. The Black Mass, yeah. The Black Mass takes the uh, takes the ferocity and thigh slap of a super kick <laughs> yeah. and adds the unpredictability of spinning 360 degrees. This move yeah. for me is wild. And sometimes some of those motherfuckers just no, I, I, eat I, it. I feel like tactically you can pull it off from a closer range. Mm. Like if I'm two feet apart, bam, I just spin around. Whereas a super kick, you got to kind of yeah. lean into it. Got to work you. So the black mask can come out of nowhere and eat you up. Yeah, it's a great move. Uh, too bad Alistair Black's having the call up. He's booking having. issues. Yeah. <laughs> He's having booking uh, problems, guys. Yeah. Uh, but that was your number two. Which means it's your number one. Let me give you my number one. Uh, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I guessing? You can guess. Am I guessing what I think it is? Go ahead. See, I think, uh, oh God, I think there's going to be a lot of similarities between potential, uh, you know, favorite wrestler favorite wrestlers and possibly favorite finishing moves you know maybe you you too closely associate the two I'll give I you know a- when I was when I was creating a lot of these lists I was the same this uh, similar people were coming up in very you know in kind of various positions because it's like oh yeah that's this experience I think I will give you a spoiler though there's no Scott Steiner coming up later okay uh, that's Steiner screwdrivers is only that was his only one <laughs> for Scott. um I gotta go with the stunner the stone cold stunner you say I say uh, I disagree. Okay. Well, no. Well, just what I no, what I, I would think yours. No, I know. Maybe. I'm saying you're wrong. That's all. Okay. Okay. I'm not okay. saying I'm not okay, saying it's a bad okay. guess or anything. Okay. Uh, but no. Instead, I'm going to have to go with one of my favorite moves. This one's not targeting the head. Just one of the most Finally. skills. Maybe only one or two people in the world can pull this move off. One of the most protected moves. Uh, one of the most controversial moments we bring up on the show is when the ref botched the count. On the black arrow slash red arrow, one of the most spectacular moves in the world that should still have been never kicked out of. Uh, but I love that goddamn move. How many people could even do that besides Neville? Pack, I mean. Pack, the <laughs> bastard pack. Yeah, like you're doing a backflip while moving forward and rotating 360 degrees, and every single time he lands perfect. He's never even missed the. I've by never a seen a botched. Like we've seen people overshoot moonsaults and shit, but he's every time just boom like a video game. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a cheat mode. Pac is he's a real. cheat mode on what he can do, and it's a. And the move still feels special because he doesn't even use it every match. Sometimes he, he does a submission. Is he gonna show up tonight? He, I he think might. I think he's gonna. Yeah, show up promo. Tonight. There's there's gonna. hot rumors that there's gonna be something shocking tonight. I think he's gonna show up tonight. I've even heard Sting might show up. Sting. <laughs> the crow. <laughs> Uh, but that's my greatest move of all time. Wow. Yeah, truly is. And that um, that controversial, I'll never forget. You'll, you'll never forget that until the day you die. Yes. Even on the day you die, you never forget. Well, Mike, it's not my number one time. Who do you think it is? Your number one. Or what do you think it is, rather? Yes. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. <laughs> we did mention some crossover from lists. Uh, so I'm going to think that your finishing move is by your favorite tag team. I'm going to go with the Meltzer Driver by the Young Bucks. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Good guess, though. I, we've seen a Meltzer Driver on everything yeah. at this point. You know why I guessed that? Why is that? Because I think that was your finisher of the year on the shooting. It may have been. That's yeah. My, I was trying to play off of that. You were trying to play. Um, no. Good <laughs> guess, though. Good okay. guess, though. Okay. Uh, similarly to your, uh, your finisher, one of the most protected things on the planet mm-hmm. right now, I've, I don't think, I actually don't think it's ever, I've never really looked into it. I actually don't think it's ever been kicked out of. Certainly, I've never seen it kicked out oh, of. Oh, I think I might know what it is. It's a one-winged angel. The one-winged angel. Yeah. Um, it's the... It, the uh, if I or I say like if it was kicked out, it would have been one of those ones where Kenny doesn't Kenny doesn't cover him. Here's uh, I believe that Kota Ibushi kicked out of it once. Cool. When the Golden Lovers broke up and they had their feud. Right. I believe, but correct me if I'm wrong, folks. You but either way, it is it comments. is one of the most. It's one of those, and similar to what we were saying about. Uh, you know, sometimes a finishing move isn't a finishing move. And yeah, there could be that one, maybe two times it did happen. But in, in all of those Okada matches from years and years past, what feels like a lifetime ago, mm-hmm. uh, when he hit it, you you knew. Yeah. You knew what was And he happen. still, like, he doesn't always have to hit it. Sometimes he can win with a V-trigger still. V-trigger! Well, yeah. he hasn't used it for what, 200 days since this uh, tournament. Well, I, I refuse what? to talk about full... Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there you have it. Great Top list. Five finishers. Yeah. That was great. Hey, hey, hey. That was a lot of fun. Let's move on. I pick the next one, don't I? Yeah, pick the next one. I pick the next one. Yes, I do. I pick the next one. How about you? Hey! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's go gimmick matches. Hmm. Gimmick matches, because you know I love me a good step. Stips are so much fun. I, I feel, love me a good step. I think every pay-per-view card should have at least one or one two stip. One stip. Match. Give me a at stip. At least one stip. Even if it's, even, honestly, submission match is a stip. Just give <laughs> exactly. me a stip. Yeah, exactly. No DQ. Anything, anything, anything. We love it. We love our regular matches, too. Don't overdo the stips. Uh, but stips are so much fun. Gimmicks, shenanigans, all that. So mm-hmm. why don't you lead us off? I'm kick you off here. Uh, coming at number five, I was trying. I, I was sort of look. I was sort of look, looking and thinking of all the possible steps I could, and like, why do I like this? Why mm. do I like this? Why do I like this? Um, and my coming at number five for me is the last man standing match. Now, here's why I love a last man standing match so much. It's that it's the moments where the uh, so. One superstar will have beaten down the other one, mm-hmm. and they're fucking flat on the ground. And instead of continuing to beat them, they'll stand up, like take five feet back, kind of yeah. catch their breath, and then the ref will go on their knees and you know say something like, you know, uh, come on, Kevin Owens, come on, Kevin, 
Come on, you just got to stand up. And the, it's how the production, I don't know. There's something about the ridiculousness of a last man standing match. Yeah. No, I, I, mean, uh, no. I sometimes don't get it. And that's but you, why you, you love it, though. You that's why I'm five. ranking it so high, because I love these moments where... <laughs> I mean, it can encompass so much. They it, can travel the arena. They can go through oh, tables. They, they, weapon, can, they can go all over the place, which yeah. actually you know, also adds to the fun. You know, The uh, arena, what was it, a couple years ago? They were in a baseball stadium. They were like on the dugout and shit. Sh- yeah, Shane, uh, the I think there was... The, I think Shane and Miz at Mania yeah, was Last so, Man Standing, I think. Okay. Either for, uh, way... The, uh, fight for his dad's custody or yeah. something. <laughs> Mrs. Dad. Uh, yeah, and the whole 10 count, you know, add that element of kind of like, like a boxing, more. It's like a real fight. You can't answer the bell 10 count. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes depends on the match, but they can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. The, the greatest wrestling match ever, of course. Well, that wasn't the last match. That wasn't the last match? The, re- the one before. Oh, the first the one. Mania the one Mania one. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, but all right, I'll give you my number five here. Uh, match that we don't see too often. They save it. They keep it special. Uh, it was gone away for a long time, and then they brought it back. And every year when we see it, it's one of the best matches. I'll talk about War Games. War Games. NXT's brought it back, of course. It was around in WCW days. Maybe NWA. I can't remember. I think maybe possibly both. Probably. Yeah, they're, they're like the same thing. But uh, War Games, man. You get those two cages, those two rings. You never see two rings side by side. Never. NXT, every single one's delivered. Uh... The Undisputed Era has delivered in every it's single... Their, if you want to tie them, or a gimmick... Yeah, if you want to tie the two together, they're the, the representative of yeah, War Games. Yeah, they're the, that's in their Hall of Fame uh, credentials. Like, seven straight yeah, War Games. exactly. <laughs> the physical toll a match like that takes on your body. Yeah, Undertaker was Mr. WrestleMania. They're Mr. War Games. Miss, 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 fam, War Games family. <laughs> that's my number five. I got a number four here. I got a number four. I got a number four. Uh, this is a match so, so, so rare. So, so, so rare. And just last week, gosh darn, wouldn't you know it, it pops back in. Oh, boy. Anything on a pole. Anything on a pole. <laughs> anything on a pole match. I think I did say on the show this was one of your favorites. The, just the week. idea of putting something on a pole and then you got to grab it. Something about that is just so funny. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, they, Bailey they, and Alexa Bliss trying to grab that kendo stick on a pole. That was bad, though. <laughs> but, I mean, it can. they've had so many, yeah. The, the, pen, I, the idea a, of this stip yeah. makes me laugh every time I see it. And entertained, which is the most important part, I guess. Hey, that's fine. Hey. All oh. right. Uh, my number four, when you were first introducing yours, I thought this is where you were going with it. Because this match also occurred within the last week. Uh, we've seen some of the craziest things of all time in this match. Some of the greatest matches. Some not as great, but for the most part, people still get excited. Whenever you see a Hell in a Cell match, mm. number four, that yep. cage comes down. You're going to see some good shit most of the time. It's menacing. It's evolved over time. Yeah. We've had people fall off the roof, through the roof, off the side, in between. Uh, people come from under the ring. Weapons, everything happened. Blood. Hardy climbed to the roof and like fell off last year. Right? Yeah, remember the uh, the screwdriver through the, the ear screwdriver hole. Through the ear. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that ever. Yeah, so many great moments inside that cell. Even if it's a bit overdone sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. it's still a damn good match. Even though we get it only once a year, maybe yeah, that makes it a little still feel once more a year. important. So they're like, oh, it's already in the building. Let's have three. <laughs> Let's just have three. Well, that's it. That's number four. That's number four. Uh, here's my number three. There for you. This stip was similar to Hell in a Cell. The stipulation was so good. They're like, God damn it, we got to make a whole pay-per-view about it. 
Um, because I love me a good old fashioned battle royal. A battle royal. Anybody could. Uh, it, it, it's the one time. I mean, what Lana won like three weeks ago. It's the one yeah. time where, and the rumble comes where anybody can win it, and the stakes are often high. Something like a championship opportunity, or yeah. uh, you know, a, cont- a contendership, whatever it might be. And it's just uh, so fun getting all those guys in one yeah. group, and you make little or teams and or gals. Um, yeah, and a battle royal. Yeah, great way to great way to book. It's fun. Gets everyone involved. Uh, love it. I do too. All right. Uh, that was your number three. Yes. So my number three, sticking with the cage theme. My first two have had cages involved. Yeah, a this lot of next cages one, going on. I'm not talking about a regular cage match though. That's not. That's not good enough. <laughs> I'm talking about a match that combines kind of everything. Combines the rules of war games, Hell in a Cell, all in one. It's Elimination Chamber. So you got the cage. You got the chambers. You got. I love an elimination match. I don't like if you've got like five, six people fighting for the title. I want it to narrow down one by one. Yes. I don't just want one fall. So I love that element. And you get a bit of the Royal Rumble, the roulette, the surprise. You don't know who's coming. And then we get the crazy like the Lucha Brothers, the Lucha House Party climbing the roof, people jumping off the thing, crashing through the pods. It's always a fun match, just like the Hell in a Cell. So I love the elimination chamber. Uh, yeah, anytime they they really like focus in on like, the structure, and I can just hear Corey Graves in my fucking head telling me <laughs> using words like menacing, yeah. oh, fer- ferocity, it changes careers, something like that. <laughs> yeah, how the chamber changes people. Yeah. I can just hear it in my head, and you're right, it is such a fun. And they did redesign it a few years ago, made it much more like kind ergonomical. Of kind of you can, yeah, like, the pods are flat on top. You can climb them, and a lot better. But all right, uh, number two for me. Number two for me here was a match a match type in which you had just mentioned. Uh-huh. And one thing when it comes to the match itself, not only the performers within it, but uh, unfortunately kind of going forward, the person in which uh, described the, the sheer violence and chaos that was occurring <laughs> ahead of us, hearing some of Mauro Ranello's calls on a War Games match. Uh, every single one is fun. Yeah. It's I was I've been two times, I've been places where... I was like, hey, guys, would you mind if I put this on? I think you will enjoy it. <laughs> that's a match to win people and over. It's, that's a <laughs> great. And they're like, how does it work? And they even yeah. give the fucking little instructions. They give it as you go. Like, like, okay, like, yeah, why so is that guy in the like, cage and with... they, will, they will come down in like five-minute chunks, and then eventually yeah. it's still like whoever pins whoever. And, uh, it's, yeah, the carnage in it is so fun. It'll be so weird to not be hearing Mauro Ranella's voice. Uh, be saying things, yeah, like mama, <laughs> no, mama, 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 but uh, yeah, excellent. We both, uh, so number two now for me, this is another one. Uh, this is kind of like an all in one. I'm just gonna include them all together because it's the same idea. Uh, you hang something from the roof, a belt, or a briefcase, anything you want, but you have to climb a ladder to get to it. So, I'm talking about the ladder match, the TLC match, the money in the bank match, the ladder match. Anything involving a ladder and climbing and grabbing that belt. It's so fun. So exciting. Just something different. And you get all the crazy shit. People flying around, breaking ladders, tables. Uh, the drama of the fingertips on the belt. People climbing, uh, fucking invading, all that bullshit. Nothing like a good ladder match. Nothing like a good ladder match. Yeah. That's it. That's all That's I got to say. You've all, all seen a ladder match. <laughs> we all know what it is. Do we have one tonight? No. Nah. I mean... <laughs> They're pretty sparing in AEW, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen a couple. Uh, yeah. Well, what's my number one, Mike? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't let you guess mine, did I? That was your two. 
Is it no? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, you're number one. What have you not said yet? Mm, you know what? You didn't say ladder, so I'll go ladder. Ambulance? Well, I just, I just, I pressed that little. Uh, <laughs> Is it an ambulance match? <laughs> no, no, those were sirens going uh, off. The correct, the winner. Those siren? were sirens going off for the correct reasons. Yes, Mike, the ladder match for all the reasons you just mentioned. Uh, the yeah, the brutality of the fingertips. AJ Styles hanging from the thing oh, and yeah. just <laughs> dropping <laughs> onto the floor. Uh, so much fun, and oftentimes, yeah, the multi-man we multi-man ladder matches is. Uh, Usually the way they kind of do it, you know, three uh, you know, plus people and <laughs> fantastic. That's my number one. Yeah. Love those ladder matches. All right. My number one. Your uh, number one. This is specific. I got to guess. Yes. Sorry. Oh, it's specific. Sorry. No, that's, I got there a you go. clue. That's it's a specific. That's a good, that's a big clue. Fuck. That's yeah. a big clue. Because, yeah, I was also thinking this too, like. Uh, a lot of the big ones are gone. A lot of the big ones are gone, so it would be some kind of like a. Yeah, I was also thinking, but like, like a the lot of the big ones could be left. Exactly, I was thinking so. something like, like a Royal Rumble match, type. You know, something, something to that effect. I know you love you the Rumble, um, and that's really like yeah, the biggest one. I think I know you love your you love you a good Rumble. Yeah, I do. So I'm gonna say, a battle royal, but specifically if I can, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. I did give a hint saying specific, and I do specifically love the Royal Rumble is my number one match of all time. That January comes around. I get so excited. The lead up to WrestleMania, even if you're not, even if WrestleMania looks like it's going to be shit for one night, we all get together. We all love the Royal Rumble. The excitement, 30 men or women. You don't know who it's all going to be. We get <laughs> legends returning. We get surprises. We get upsets. Uh, when it gets down to the final four, they're like, oh, who's going to win? And it's just so much fun. Last year's Rumble, Brock Lesnar, that whole buildup, that was one of that the best of all time. That was one of the best Rumbles. Yeah, of all time. Uh, ever. Man, I spoke to someone. Okay, so uh, true story. I have a friend at work who doesn't watch wrestling, knows I watch wrestling. The friend at work has a friend who also watches wrestling. Mm -hmm. And the friend at work says to me, hey, um, are you watching the Rumble right now? I'm like, yeah. Or this was like the day after, this whatever was it was. Year? Last year. So the, the last year's Rumble. The one we were just talking about? The one, yeah. The, I guess Drew, the Drew McIntyre win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? And they were like, my friend is pissed at what's happening right now. And I was like, oh shit, why? And they say, because uh, big John Morrison fan. John oh. Morrison had just come back. And unfortunately, yeah. John Morrison was one of the victims of Brock Lesnar. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then so they tell me and they're like, yeah, John Morrison. Apparently this guy named John Morrison came back and he's really good, but he just like got thrown out. And I was like, yeah, but it was part of the, what the bigger happened picture. after was yeah. one of the biggest moments. And I guess this, oh, this particular yeah. fan couldn't quite see, uh, see the greater the, good, the light the at the end good. of the tunnel. Yeah. But uh, no, the Royal Rumble, so many moments, like literally every 30 seconds to a minute, you get another moment. You just get excited for an entrance because you don't yeah. know what it's going to be. You really don't. And that's it. That's the greatest gimmick matches of all time. Yeah. That was fantastic. Love me a good rumble. All right. Should we do one more list here and then take a break? Yeah, that sounds about appropriate. Let's uh, let's do a, a, an exciting one. I guess they're all exciting. Yeah. What you mean? One of the big ones? Like, um, if this were the sh if this were the Oscars, it would be like best. They don't uh, save the two like, biggest like, for the two like last. Like lead act, but like um, this would be uh, like screenplay. 
Like well, not one of the biggest ones, but sort of also teetering on that. Well, we've only okay. On well, I mean, we've only got echelon. By my count, I guess we got four. How many do we have left? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So we'll do one more. That'll give us four. Perfect. Uh, well, is it supposed to be me picking? It's you picking. You hyped it up like it was going to be pretty big. Well, you're, you? well, you're picking it. So whatever it is, it's going to be pretty big. Oh, uh, I guess this has to be big. We'll go with. You created this category, the top five what ifs. The top five what ifs. In wrestling history. Um, yeah, this could be crazy. You know what? Let me grab a fresh brew because this might take a minute. Time, this is going to be exciting. <laughs> Tell the folks at home what they're listening to. Folks at home listening to The Shoot. Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, the only wrestling podcast is found online. So it's by Cameron Osmond, running through Shepard. I got this little spinner belt. Just like CM Punk, baby. Didn't the Rock the Rock held this for a short period of time? No, uh, Edge did. Edge, a couple other, Punk, couple others. Punk, Cena, Cena, Miz, upside down. Miz, if ever I'm feeling, Del Rio if ever I'm feeling briefly. saucy, oh. yeah. Nah, Why would you have to say that? Sorry. If ever I'm feeling uh, saucy, I'll turn it upside down, and then it's a like it's my it's my Miz, Miz. title. I came to play. I came to bird Back to play. Something like that. Uh, the top five what ifs. I picked it. That means I start, right? That's correct. I wrote this one backwards for some reason, so I got to read it. <laughs> just to make sure. Okay. Yeah, because you just gave me this topic midweek. So what ifs? This is more kind of changing the course of history, right? Very kinda much so. Picking a moment. Like what if this happened or this? Or, or this. this didn't happen. Exactly. So I guess I'll just kick it off. Let's start off with what if The Rock Never goes to Hollywood. Just stays as a wrestler. So uh, obviously you'll miss out on some hit movies that... I think he's currently <laughs> the highest earning actor of like... Of all time. Mul- so well, Hollywood past, like, itself. Multiple years. Yeah. So not just the wrestling world, but Hollywood itself would be different. But I mean, would guys like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Batista, would they have become as big without The Rock leaving? Would we ever get a Jumanji remake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just about how many things would happen? I don't know. Everything's what happened. Like, what John? Do you think John Cena would be as big as he is now? Batista, those guys? Because yeah, Rock kind of like paved the door for them. To, His leaving uh, to, left a big opening. That's a good point. Oh yeah, at the top of the company. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just a little. Hmm. What would have happened? I don't watch much of his movies. That's not a big deal for me. <laughs> you know, a couple more years of the Rock wrestling might have been okay. Might have. Yeah, he was still. He still could have gone. But if you're a fan of the Tooth Fairy, that's okay. <laughs> I don't blame you. What's your favorite The Rock movie or Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> um, like non Fast and Furious Any, related. Mm, okay, if that's because the only like answer. they would kind of okay, occupy like time. eight, like like yeah, fast, like five, five, seven, six, eight. Okay, non fast, non fast, non Fast and Furious Rock movie. Uh, we'll come back to that one. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of many that I've actually seen. Yeah, not many really that like I really uh uh the one. <laughs> A sky uh, skyscraper, the one where he was the uh, in a skyscraper. That's you fall- see, like trying to get to the top of a burning building. It's kind of like Die Hard. Okay, kind of like Die Hard. Yeah, um, but the building's taller. What, uh, <laughs> was he also in a rampage? Yes, he was. That was a pretty good movie. That's I like based that on the video game. Based on the, the video arcade? game, yeah. There, well, there's like That's, big animals. Yeah, but did they destroy buildings? Yes. Okay. Very much so. They destroy a lot. Of, <laughs> I'd say I dare I dare go as far as say billions of dollars of damage occurs to this. Uh, well, if you play the video game on the last level, you're in outer space and you can see the Earth and like a quarter of it's just missing. Wow. Because you, you, you rampaged. Yeah. Wow. Toronto's in that game. 
<laughs> Coming in at number five for me, Mike. Uh, I mean, this. I think the saying. What's the saying? Uh, of course, it goes. Uh, great minds think alike. Ah, right. That's a saying. That is a saying. Why? Do you have something about The Rock? Mike, I think it applies to both you and I, because my question isn't if The Rock went Hollywood. What if John Cena didn't go Hollywood? Of course, we currently tout the 16-time champion tied with Ric Flair. Um, Hollywood's newest golden boy on the upside? Yeah. He's, Possibly. Uh, he's, he's getting he's, pretty big. He's in the new Suicide Squad movie. Apparently yeah. he's got his own show coming yeah. off of that based on that same character. Uh, beloved by everybody. He's in convert. He's if, does voiceovers if, if, now. If Ellen, if Ellen loves you, you're in. Uh, well, Ellen's gotten a lot of heat. But <laughs> if Ellen like... Okay, okay. If Ellen loves uh, you, you're in. If John Cena didn't go Hollywood, he would be, what, 18-time champion by now? They're saving that seventeen percent. He still will get. Well, 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 that's what I'm saying, right? Had there not been movie com- uh, complications uh, and mix-ups, maybe. he could have just fucking gone right too. Depending, um, he's like the voice of a company now. I think, like oh, all yeah. state insurance or something. They replaced uh, the president from Twenty Four, Dennis Hubert. I don't know if that's the. That's I'm, I'm just giving. Standards. No, I don't know. I'm just saying he's like something like that. Oh, okay. But uh, all right. Yeah, that was funny how that lined up our Hollywood. Yeah, that was things. weird. <laughs> okay, number four. Let's see if this lines up. Uh, what if Triple H never starts a relationship with Stephanie McMahon? How does the company go? Does NXT even exist? All these sorts of things. I'm sure Triple H would have just continued wrestling as he does, but would he ever have been, you know, in management? I'm, NXT surely doesn't exist. In so, the what way you're, it does now. so what you're saying is, Mike, if that marriage from with Steph and Test, if that went, <laughs> if that went through, yeah. The entire landscape of the professional wrestling world would be drastically different. Very much could be. Wow. Test, man. You missed out, bud. It could have been you. And he actually was dating Stephanie in real life. Test could have been the uh, NXT in charge of NXT. (laughs) It was a form of uh, life imitating art where Steph and Triple H were never romantically involved until the angle started. And then they were working together so much. And then, yeah. Shenanigans. As uh, Taylor Swift says, sparks fly whenever you... Uh, but yeah, man, no NXT. That would suck, right? Exactly. So there you go, Triple H. Pop I, H, as they call him in tri- NXT. That's what they call him? Yeah. Pops, PH. <laughs> call him. Uh, Papa H. Coming at number f- four. Four for me. That is correct. You know, I mean, you ask yourself the question if NXT was never formed. I mean, I ask myself the question, Mike, what if AEW was never formed? Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> isn't that funny how we line up again? We line up again, you know, Just looking at these the two promotions. I mean, in a in a world where AW never formed, uh, we all know so many of like the entire bullet club were offered wild contracts with the main roster. If that would have been there, would they have said no anyways and gone to Japan? Would Ring of Honor be popping off right now? What <sighs> woo? Uh, yeah, I feel like we definitely would have some. Kenny Omega, I feel, was he was already pretty close to WWE. Before AEW started, there was hot rumors. Remember mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble came around. I do, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, this is." So a day. some of them, but definitely some of them would probably be like, "Fuck that." And uh, Adam Page was <laughs> gonna be like top star. He was. They were gonna give him the Carrying Cross treatment. Yeah, like some of them. NXT. I think it could have been good. It could have worked out, but I think we're in a much much better world right and now. And not only that, all the, I mean, no AEW. Where's MJF's rise to prominence? Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, we wouldn't even know these names. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking about the best friends and five star matches. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely like the world we're living in, where uh, AEW does exist. Yeah, uh, amen. Yeah, 
I mean, WWE would benefit. We would get some great wrestlers, but uh, too much. They wouldn't know what to do with them. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. That's exactly it. Okay. Moving on. Mm-hmm. My number three. What if? This is another one. Could change the landscape of wrestling. Kind of as we know it. Well, some degree. Because what if the four horsewomen never existed? Would women's wrestling be where it is today? If the four war- I mean, it still would exist, but mm-hmm. they had such a landmark in changing the whole scope of how people perceived it and looking forward to it and stealing the shows. I'm sure if you were to ask every single one of those women in that NXT locker room, who were your, t- who were your gals? Yeah. The, all those four names are coming up probably for all of them. Yeah, and for all future generations, for the next little, yeah, uh, even uh, Daniel Bryan's daughters, like <laughs> I fucking love Sasha. Fuck yeah, you, Bree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bree's like, uh, like, like who's your favorite wrestler? Who's your favorite wrestler? He's like Charlotte. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, this woman's revolution was going to happen either way. There's too much talent not to, but they surely did kickstart it, made everyone take notice, and say, "Hey, man, this is some good shit." This is some good shit. And that's that. Very much so. Very much so. That's great. Uh, comment number three for me I always ask myself this question I feel like we ask ourselves this question uh, Every single week on the podcast What if Vince wasn't booking this? <laughs> what what, oh, what the fuck would be happening right now? Lars Sullivan would be gone yeah. Braun Strowman would be gone Keith Lee would be champ uh, Who uh. knows what the uh, both both sides of, this, of these shows would look like? Yeah, I mean, that's a question that we've been asking for years and years. And the entire duration of the show. I mean, every once in a while, he still pulls. I mean. There's, uh, there's, there's gold all yeah, over there's the place, more, baby. Overall, there's more good than bad in the wrestling in the main roster world. But yeah. whenever we see something really fucked up, we, we always know what the source is or who decided that. It usually does come back to Mr. McMahon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, as we talked about earlier, Triple H taking over the future, I think, uh, will be in good hands. And we might notice a drastic shift to if the main roster was more like NXT, I think everyone would kind of have a lot of fun. Yeah. Just in regards to booking and matches. I agree. Uh, so that was your pick. That was my, that was my three. So now it's your two. My number two. What if this is a moment in wrestling that the earth stood still kind of changed there, you know? Yeah, literally it's the most, Loud silence I've ever heard. Because when the Undertaker's streak was broken at WrestleMania 30, uh, life was never the same in some ways. The wrestling world, something died that day. I'm not gonna lie. The day the, the day the wrestling it, died. Yeah, like honestly, it, uh, it. Yeah, it was shocking. It was shocking. Uh, so what if that streak is never broken? I'm saying the Undertaker should have retired two years prior at WrestleMania 28. The Shawn Michaels. Uh, after that, the Shawn Michaels was still great, but, uh, 28 was, he was 20 and 0. It was the perfect, it was that hell in a cell end of an era match oh, okay. with Triple H. So, uh, you know, what if, if <sighs> he had retired there, the legacy, I mean, he had a couple good matches since, but I think he, you know, those Saudi Arabia, he, a lot of tarnishing went on in the, the last couple years. Yeah, certainly the, uh, it was such the, a the, perfect the, legacy to retire on 20 and 0. The graveyard match was boneyard match. A boneyard match. Sorry, yeah. if that was if that was the one. That's the one caveat. Without that, the streak if, ending. If, if that, that was the one match, or the, if that's his last match, fantastic. Yeah, that's what it should be at this. No, point. it shouldn't have been the Arabia, Saudi shows. No, but uh, yes, I wish we lived in the world where the streak was never broken. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Uh, coming in at number two for me, uh, Mike, you know, great minds think alike. <laughs> Have you ever heard this quote? Uh, because- Shakespeare. <laughs> Romeo. Um, because, Mike, um, mine, you know, of course, the Undertaker streak was broken by a man. A beast. A beast. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. My question to you, Mike, involves Brock Lesnar. Uh, coming in for number, uh, number two for me. What if Brock Lesnar never got suspended from the UFC after his match at UFC 200? Okay. Ah. So here is a little bit of backtrack. So um, Brock Lesnar, UFC 200, he's co-main eventing a match against Mark Hunt in which he wins. Yeah. Like a TKO victory in like the second round or something. Big right? fight on one of the biggest UFC pay-per-views of all time. Of course. The Centennial. I can't wait for episode The Bicentennial. can't wait for our episode 200. What are we going to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so so he loses so he wins this match and then gets found out with some kind of like human growth hormone something diuretic maybe. he disputes it at first he disputes it but like the it's upheld he's suspended yeah um but the match result stands right uh no i think it's becomes no like contest? a no contest ah, right okay. so he loses this match does he lose his winner's prize then whatever i um, guess i don't know i, I don't wonder know. he probably got paid either way. um however <clears throat> this opened the door for a career in WWE or return to WWE because at the time he was signed for multiple matches within the UFC. Yeah. His plan was for him to win. They were going to push him back to the heavyweight division. Him and Daniel Cormier, that was going to be the big thing that would have occupied... Because he looked good in his win. He looked fantastic. It was yeah. going to occupy pretty much the time, you know, because of course, like with training and then the actual booking the match and UFC, you know, of yeah. course, UFC matches are booked months and months in advance. You fight like once or twice a it year. It pretty much would have taken over the exact time that he beat Goldberg at Mania. <laughs> was good, would have been those proposed matches. He was suspended for X amount of years and just said, fuck it. I yeah, can still pay elsewhere. Um, that's my big question, you know, because he was champion. He was the distant champion for so long. It felt yeah, like, we wouldn't have had that amongst the show. That 454 or whatever day Universal Title reign might mm-hmm. not have happened or whatever, where he wasn't even there. It's almost it. like he gets a little asterisk. It's like yeah. it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that is that is a big what if there. That's a good one there. Um, and even on the UFC side of things, that's another. Like we yeah. could have got a couple cool. He's the kind of guy, exactly. like I said before, I don't watch it closely, but he's a guy I tune in. I'd watch his fights, like Khabib. I watch every Khabib fight. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the one a week ago? Yeah, yeah. That was a great I didn't fight. watch it live. Watched it uh, in yeah. kind of the post. He's unbeatable, and he's retired. But this isn't <laughs> UFC talk. UFC talk. <laughs> <laughs> My number one. One. Okay. What's your number one going to be? Uh, now I think I have an idea. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's not the one idea I'm going to say. It's the other idea I think I have. But I can only say one. What if? Nia Jax never broke Brecky Lynch's nose <laughs> at that Survivor Series buildup. No, that's a very good damn, one. Though. That's a very good damn, one. Damn, 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 damn. I know. I, I didn't thought think you were wearing the shirt. You were wearing the shirt. I thought. Oh, man. Okay. No, I did actually think of that and consider it. Uh, that did have, yeah, ramifications. She would have fought Ronda Rousey then. At Survivor and Series? That would have not had the She probably would have lost, maybe. Yeah. She and wouldn't have had reason for revenge. Mm-hmm. But she was already in the midst of her oh, huge of course, way up. Of course. And then that just made people care even more. Well, I mean, because I mean, I guess that asks the second what if. What if, you know, because we, <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten the, the photo of Becky Lynch with her nose sideways, blood dripping yeah. down her face, standing there like a Looking like badass. a motherfucker and saving it for WrestleMania. Amen. Uh, this is a bonus what if. Ooh, bonus what <laughs> if. <laughs> uh, but no, that's not what I have here. 
uh, I've got one of the most infamous moments in wrestling that kind of changed course for many people at many different times on one night uh, here in our home nation of Canada, <laughs> but not in this province. I'm going to Quebec, of course, I'm talking about the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, because the domino effect, if that never happened, of course, Bret Hart stays in WWE, but that whole thing kind of invented the Mr. McMahon heel character where he, cause before he barely even showed up on TV. So without him, do we get Stone Cold becoming, you know, he had no boss to feud with and does nope. he become as over <laughs> as he does? Or does nope. Bret Hart kind of just linger around and win the title a couple more times or does WCW win the Monday Night War? Who knows? Oh my God. All the things that, that could happen. That has a night. lot of shit. <laughs> So what a if? A lot of shit. What if? Would right? Shawn Michaels have just fallen by the wayside? Yeah, you know, he doesn't win the belt there. He doesn't become the huge... Does DX ever happen? Because that kind of is what started wow. that. So. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that is the big one. That is the <laughs> biggest one, they say. That's that's a moment in time we'll never forget. <sighs> well, okay. time for mine. Time for Let mine. Let me guess. Uh, I had a guess a moment ago. Uh, what if... Hmm... I don't know. We already did some big ones like the AEW. Unless one of mine is one of yours as well. That could always happen. This might be a tough. This might be a tough one for you. Glass on the on the field. It's always empty. Those kids, uh, the bottle kids. This might be a sirens tough one. in the background. Might be a tough one. You say. It might be a tough one. Why is it? Is it specific? Pretty specific. It's pretty specific. Like individual. It's pretty, it's pretty damn specific. Then I probably won't get it. <laughs> I feel like it's like, what if this person didn't. No, right. no, no. Okay, why don't you throw it again? Sorry, I shouldn't have been saying shit. No, no, no. That's, I needed that's, that's, uh, that's ruined the integrity of the entire, uh, <laughs> the, enti the spontaneity of the entire event. I know, but I was, I was feeding off. Uh, <laughs> what if, what if, hmm, I don't even know. What if, uh, this is a hard one. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Yeah. I guess you could concede a guess. You could concede I could a guess. See, I'll just throw out what I'll say. What if uh, WCW won the Monday Night War? What if, right? Just for sure. Oh, dude, <laughs> so much Eric Bischoff on our faces all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, Mike. For this what if, I'm taking us back to a particular to, to a particular event. Of course, the day is December 4th, 2016. Mike, it's a Sunday night uh, oh. in, in <laughs> early December. Yeah, I know exactly where we're going. <laughs> And uh, we're going to my basement. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sitting at home. I'm like, hey, Mike, what, what, what's, uh, what, what am I? What, what do you, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to text Mike, maybe see what he's doing tonight. I say, hey, Mike, it's Sunday night. What are you doing? And yeah. You're like, hey, man, uh, I'm doing nothing. I'm hanging out in my basement, but I'm going to be watching some wrestling. Yeah. And it's December 4th, 2016. Mm -hmm. I have a job so I can afford uh, to get some booze. I live, I live, yeah, but a stone throws away. And I say to myself, my shelf, I say. <laughs> you turn to your shelf. And I you turn say, to my shelf I and I say, shelf? <laughs> you got a lot of books here, eh? <laughs> I say to myself, shelf. Uh, should I go over to Mike's and watch and watch uh, some professional wrestling? And Mike, I said yes. Yeah, but you, you know, you were doing it more for the hangout. You didn't care that much about the wrestling at the time. And Mike, I guess my biggest question is, what if I didn't text you? <laughs> To ask what that you were night. doing on December 4th, 2016, where you said, I'm watching some professional wrestling, you want to come over? And I said, yes. Well, I mean, this show itself. We wouldn't might be not, here in I this might room. not be in this seat at this very moment. The world, the world outside would still be crazy, but yeah. uh, who knows? We wouldn't have made it to 100. A lot different. Would, we, would there be 100 episodes? Would the shooties even be a thing? 
I don't know. Who knows? The that, Shooties, that. the most prestigious <laughs> awards in professional wrestling, may not have even existed if it wasn't for attending that night. That fateful day. And we should mention that awesome TLC pay-per-view had an excellent match, which helped win you over, uh, what was it, AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose? That's correct. The fucking crazy 450 splash to the floor through the tables. We were going nuts. And we were you going You were nuts. one over from that night. You're like, all right, every single week. I got, Alexa Bliss won the title that night. Yeah, she's my girl now. I got one over, and I always ask myself, uh, what if I didn't say that? Say yes. Well, exactly. The course of history was changed that night. That's great. I like a little. That's a nice little personal one there. Very personal to me. Mike, I think we should take a break. Take a break. We've Let's been, take a break. We've been doing the show. We're going to come back because we have more top five lists, and probably that's all yeah. the time that we've got. We've yeah, been, uh, we might squeeze a would you rather in there. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, if no, uh, we can just do this. I don't even think we have time. Man. We got full gear. We're having no, too much fun. No, no spoilers. Yeah. We're having more fun. Uh, come back with the second half of the podcast because the second half of the podcast, we'll be back. We've got more top five lists, so stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Part two of episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. We got a. We got the uh, the century edition. Yeah, God. I mean, a lot has happened in the past hundred years. Of course, in the year nineteen twenty, World War World War One was still called the Great War. The Great War. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs were a young budding franchise. Yeah, uh, just just awaiting uh, a century of disappointment. No, only a half century. Half century. They won a bunch of cups in the first half. You're listening to the Shoot Brothers, uh, <laughs> part two, uh, episode 100. Of course, we have a. Uh, we're still knocking out these lists. Of yes. course, our uh, tribute to the pretty much the whole history of wrestling. Our, our tribute to all the things that we love and, about yeah, exactly about this old, sport. new, modern. Some of these people are dead, but <laughs> that's okay. Some of them are still wrestling. Some are alive. We're still here. Yeah. You're still here, uh, and we're gonna have some fun. Banging out some more lists. We're gonna find, and I'm gonna kick off the first list. Indeed, let's do that. Let's uh, let's get to a big one uh, to start off. Um, uh, let's talk belt designs. Hey, 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 top five belt designs. Will it make the list? Let's find out. Let's find out. Who knows? Who knows? You know, belts are uh, really important. Uh, when, I, when I think of like the image of a particular superstar holding it up. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. Like championship, like when you're a champ, and you know, in other sports, you get your day with the trophy, the cup, you celebrate. But when you're a champ in wrestling, you carry it around all the time. Yeah, I mean, UFC, boxing, they do it as well. But wrestling, it's more. It's more. You know, they use it as a prop. You hit people with it. You do all these it's crazy the, it, things. It is sometimes the most devastating uh, weapon that can be used. Yeah. And it is still have that prestigious look. Like they all, for the most part, they all look nice. Uh, I mean, that's what we're here to decide. There, that's what we're here to decide. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to kick it off coming in at number five. Coming in at number five. So I kind of, for this, I kind of, I just wrote up images of all the belt designs and just sort of looked there's at a lot. looked at them all. Like there, there's no, I mean, if you want to include some promotion from some obscure thing, that's, that's your right. That's your right, baby. Uh, but yeah, what's your? Coming at number five for me is the current Intercontinental Championship. The current. So the, the current iteration. The of black it. and gold, the one that's only been gold, around. Black and gold, it's circular in the middle. hasn't been around for a very long time. No. Of course, Sami Zayn looks great holding it's on nice. to it. I will say of the most modern, like it's not just a giant W. It's It looks like a, a nice championship. It looks like a, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, that's, uh, that's a good. Yeah. And for, and for that reason, uh, yeah. It's number five for me. That's a good choice. All right. I'll give you my number five. It's also a current 
newer title. Okay. Uh, I think it might be the best current, uh, the best looking current world title going today. Because I'm talking about the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Baby. Yeah, I know it's only number five, but that's I still think it's one of the best looking titles of all time. It's just so clean, so crisp. You got the gold. You got the company logo. You got the side plate. Black and gold is what a belt should be. Yes, there's belt. no fanfare and much much uh, to do with my current IC title. But it's black and gold. Yeah. It's, 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 it's chunky. It's chunky, but a but world no, title should be chunky. It really should be because it <laughs> belongs around a heavyweight's belt. Yeah. Right? I mean, not that a little guy can't have it. Not but that a little yeah. guy can't handle so it. It's a damn nice belt. And Bret Hart, remember, he was the one that introduced it. I way too quickly and upside down. I'll never forget. <laughs> Coming in at number four. <laughs> uh, when, he, when he did the belt, the camera had to react so fast. You know the... Um, and the camera just goes, whoop. Like, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know when the best friends do their hug and it zooms out yeah. really quickly? It hug. was that equivalent of a zoom in in terms of speed i was like oh shit we gotta get it yeah <laughs> coming in at number four for me is another current title it's also in the sole current iteration the the current iteration of the title is the only version of it that we've ever seen uh we're talking the nxt north american title uh we were just saying black and gold uh seems to be a standard and i think that all that's those are probably a color scheme that may come up Later on in the list, but something about, you know, there there is that burgundy maroon. Yeah, it works. It's not like a bright red, like the universal title. It's, it's or that. the TNT championship. It's yeah. sort of like a little off red, and it just a has very the, classy the nice side of the globe. Yeah, it's a very classy looking title. You got the continent there. Yeah, it's a very good looking belt, and it's been very, you know, only... Every champion's been a damn good wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. good, a good uh, history of champ. Of, I think we can also, also. I think you and I can say we've seen every single title change in that belt's history. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've seen every <laughs> single title change in that belt's history. Uh, so let's give you my number four now. Let's hear it. Uh, this is a belt that's no longer around. I mean, in spirit, it's moved on. It's become other things. But this actual title, this version of it, is no longer around. So I'm talking about the WWF World Tag Titles. The ones that were around for the longest time when it was just one, it's like the mid-90s. You can kind of picture the middle plate shape yes. like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can picture it. See, folks, that's the We shape. can picture it, folks. The little you spade, know, the ace of spades. Yeah. So the one that the Hardy boys, Edge and Christian, all the Dudley boys, the ones that they fought over, it's just such another black on gold, but just so much, just, you know, you don't see WWF logos everywhere. Just a damn nice looking title. Just a damn. Two titles. Nice they both damn look looking title. <laughs> Mike, that was a fantastic thing. That was fantastic. Coming in at number three for me, I guess. That was your number three. Uh, no, my, that was my number four. This that was is your number four. Because you my number off. three because I started the, lead off the hitter. category. That's all right. Well, let's just kick it right off then, shall we? This is uh, a current championship in a, in a promotion on the planet. It's currently held somebody. It's currently <laughs> in this very room. Whoa. The spinner belt? <laughs> the spinner belt. Well, the spinner belt. That's right. The current iteration of the WWE, WWE. Championship. Yes. This um, is the one that goes back all the way to Bruno San Martino. This is the history. This is the lineage. Like this particular lineage of It thing. looks a lot different, but this belt. Uh, it's super clear and concise. Like the black and the gold. Mm -hmm. it's, I know, you know I was talking about complaining about the big W, but in this case, it does work. In this case, it does work because yeah. it, it almost it looks more it's like a, it looks more like a design, yeah, just sort of a pattern, you know, just zigzags. Yeah. And or you get your like little that. custom. Everyone gets their own little. That this started this. Now all the other ones do it too, but that started the side plate. This uh, this belt exactly, and <laughs> uh, the Ran Man. You know what I'm saying? The Ran Man. Like I said, you know, I'm glad that I some of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, some of those guys, they have held this belt exactly uh, with honor. All those. 
All right. That was your number three. My number three. I'm going with a design that's not currently around, but a little while ago we saw it. Uh, I love the intercontinental title when it was the white strap with the gold. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see a whole lot of white. The women's do all white now, but for the men, just a really nice look. And yeah, back in the day, the Mr. Perfects, the Shawn Michaels, all those great old reigns. Then it went away and then they brought it back. You don't, I think it's the only time they, besides that and the big gold, the only time they brought back a belt design. Normally they just change it. So. Right. Usually they change it for good and then it's yeah, gone forever. Yeah. So. Um, you're right. Can certainly agree. Uh, something about it's, it's almost what makes it unique. Similarly to like the NXT title, North American title, the, the, having the different color does make it feel the unique. Strap, in that yeah. Because it looks different cool. Different strap color. Yeah. That's my number three. I guess this is my number two. Uh, coming in number two for me. You just said it. It was your number five, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. It's a fantastic looking belt. Uh, Bret Hart introducing it way too fa- fast <laughs> and upside down. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And like a week after getting tackled at the Hall of Fame. Like a week after getting tackled by some guy, by some white events. guy in a Rastafarian yeah. uh, hat. Um, that was a nice fuck you to Vince, though. Like, and I looks, was on your Hall of Fame, and a week later, I'm on an <laughs> EW TV. And it, looks, and it looks fantastic. Oh, damn good looking belt. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing technical, technical things here. I just press it once. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Technical things black. here. We're trying something new. The screen's supposed to be black. Is it on? I think it's on. The, camera, the screen's black. Does it matter? The screen's black? I don't know. Uh, do you want to check real quick? We're going to check our camera mic. You give me your number two. Dude, I just gave you my number two. Okay. You got to give me your number two, baby. I'll give you my number two. This is old school. This is the story of a girl. I'll, st- I'll, I'll go. Okay. Yes, I'm talking old school. Uh, this is the first belt. Probably the first belt that I ever saw in wrestling as a child. <laughs> Do you want to? Keep going. Do you want to keep Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, this for, for the listeners at home. I'm stuck around cables. I just see him doing things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first belt I ever saw as a child left such an imprint. Some of the greatest of all time. Macho Man Randy Savage held this belt. Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan. That whole era, because of course I'm talking about the Winged Eagle, as it's commonly known among fans. That heavyweight version of the championship belt, the WWF World Title. The Eagle, the Globe, the Black, the Gold. It's all there. The Winged Eagle Belt, a damn good-looking title. Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, just something iconic, especially like that carried the company for years. Yeah, from like the '80s to the late '90s, that was the belt. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really the one. That was, that really was Shawn one. Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold was the last one to hold it before it switched over. Uh, really, but yeah, damn good-looking belt. Damn good-looking belt, which only means that we can finally arrive at the number one selection. So, what's it going to be? Mike, it's my number one. So what do, you, what do you think I'm saying? Yes, Ivara. So we've done the WWE. We've done this one. We've done AEW, North American. Yeah. Hmm. Let's think. I don't know. It could be one of the ones I liked already as well. That's always an option. Ooh. Oh, was that a hint? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me go. Uh, Your number one. I don't know. Maybe that was a hint. I'm going to play off the hint and say the winged eagle, number one. The winged eagle, not number one. No. The winged eagle, not number one. But, Mike, you did say it prior because I have to agree the white 
IC title <laughs> belt. May be my favorite belt in professional wrestling. Here's the reason why. I think it was the when I kind of entered the world, it was the Miz. The Miz held it. Yeah. And he did such a great job of letting you know. He made he it held feel it. special that. He though. really did. He yeah. made it feel he made it feel special and love the old iteration, love the new iteration, which is kind of is kind of kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, the two good. very very different. And even belts. the one in between, did you see the where it was like kind of like wider and like the attitude era version? Does that have like red writing? Yeah. Yeah, red okay, writing. Still black and gold. Yeah. Red writing. <laughs> red writing. What's that backwards? Uh, King Richard Merton. So that was your number one. Do you want to guess my number one? Uh, I think I guess your number one. I mean, you you've had championship belts, and tag belts. Are you a U.S. title fan? You're not. A, you're not a United Statesman. <laughs> I'm not. So maybe that's not even the case. But I think we're sticking within WWE, and I think we have to look no further than the belts. That lays in front of us <laughs> the current iteration of the WWE Championship. I do love this belt, but it is, alas, it is not number one. <laughs> uh, no, number one more represents the number one era for me as wrestling as a child. When the winged eagle evolved into the big eagle, the globe version, the more round version, the attitude era version, the stone cold, the rock, the cane, the Mick Foley, all that stuff. They all held it. The Big Eagle, the Big Globe. That's my favorite title of all time. That was the one. That's the one. Damn. That was the most prized title in all of sports entertainment. In all yeah. of history, in that moment of time, nobody has never been higher numbers. Truly it was, yeah. Even the, the Big Gold Belt <laughs> didn't hold shit next to that. But that's it. Those, Those are the top are five the top belt five designs. Yeah. And within them, there were, they, were, they were all pretty prestigious picks. There was no, uh, no really... There's no like cruiserweight title on here. Anyway. No, there was no, uh, there was nothing I think out of left field that neither yeah. one of us uh, like the European title. That's a great looking title, but I didn't good. pick it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you pick that one. I pick the next list. I guess there's only one way to go from here before we get to the the main events. May the main events. Let's do the top five factions slash groups slash stables, whatever you want to call them, a collective of wrestlers, men, women, female, whatever you have. You, uh, they get together, they form a group and a lot of times they do great things sometimes we forget them forever but let's kick it off with number five uh, a group that's only been around a little while but in a short time have made a, a huge impact carrying their show in some ways i'm talking about the inner circle the inner circle that's pretty high that's pretty high up i mean yeah they've you know short time in the business but some legends you got jericho all the young guys and or not mjf yet Ah, <laughs> who knows? No spoilers. But Sammy Guevara's in there. You know, you got the tag team. Such a great group. You know, every great group needs the the veteran leader. Then you got the young upstart. You got the tag team. They got such a good package going it's a, on. It's a very well formed group in that. Yeah, like you said, leader, um, young gun. Yeah. A sta tag team. And then the heavy bruiser. Jake Hager, yeah. Like it's sort of like we. That's that's <laughs> that is very. That's a that is their thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, cover that's all the why. Bases. Yeah, in a short time, they've made a big impression, so they make my list. They really have new merch every single day. Yeah, great. Merch. Uh, new shirt. <laughs> I want one of the jackets that MJF gave. Them, yeah, one that's way too baggy. Team. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> all right, sir. All right, sir. Coming in at number five for me. We're talking factions. Uh, I look no further than the New Day. The New Day. Uh, yeah, that's a damn good. I mean, it is a faction. 
They are a faction. They, were, they also count as a tag team. Some they, groups well, can course, cross of over. Of course, well, some groups, yeah, some we groups can. We must clarify that. You're some allowed. groups can. That's exactly it. The New Day uh, work the best when the three of them are on top. Of course, yeah. they hosted Mania together. The trombone, Francine's in of, there. All that stuff. And uh, who were the two to congratulate Kofi Kingston after WrestleMania? Yeah. It was the two members in of his tears, faction. Tears, the emotions. One of the, one of the great world title wins of our time. Amen. Very well deserved. The new day. Uh, sticking in that kind of current era. Uh, another great trio. I'm going with the Shield. One of the best of our eras. Uh, obviously, all three men went on to become world heavyweight champions, future single stars. But as a group, right from the bat, they were the exact opposite of retribution. Right from the bat, they were treated they were legit. They properly. were treated main event. They were beating top guys, John Cena, CM Punk. Uh and they, yeah, they protected them, not overbooked them because people love the Shield. It wasn't until they broke them up when they started overbooking Roman and shit. So, gotta give it to the Shield. Gotta give it to the Shield. God mm. damn it, um, Mike. That was your number four, Mike. I think this is the first time this has ever happened. Uh oh. At least on, at least in this, this episode, <laughs> episode one hundred, we're seven different lists in, and we have finally had a reached a, a consensus. <laughs> The Shield, that is correct. So, Shield as best friends, don't know much about, had to learn about. Mm -hmm. Shield as enemies, uh, entertaining. Shield reuniting as best friends again and getting mumps. <laughs> and whole, then Kurt Angle. And then was Kurt in Angle, there. that was a whole thing. The, yeah. the entire arc, yeah, no, you're exactly right. And the career that the three of them are living now, you yeah. look like even as, as their career. All has, three are still living large in the world of wrestling. And. All three are wearing pants. And two of them are wearing heavyweight belts all, to hold up those pants. All three are wearing pants and no shirt. Um, uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like some of them wrestle in shirts. John John Moxley does shorts when he's in Japan, but pants yeah. in AW. Does he, he Roman, Roman's no no shirt and pants yeah. now. And Seth, Seth used to have the vest sometimes. I got, yeah, no, that was like an entrance vest. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on here? Number three? Number three. For me? Okay, uh, this is, I mean, this just tells you that there's been some pretty good stables in the modern era of wrestling, because that's what I'm sticking with here. Uh, started as a trio, became a quartet, and since then, they have just been nothing but undisputed. It's coming to number three. I'm talking about undisputed era. We love them. We talk about them pretty much every week on the show at some point. Of course, they're, they, they're going to come up whether, yeah, whenever what's happening, they've probably been on every single show. Yeah. We saw the rise, the climb to capturing all the gold, which they finally accomplished and that great record. And I remember ring. like Adam Cole's arrival was one of those first NXT moments that I was like, oh, this is what's NXT. Yeah. What is the yeah, no, I didn't know era. much about Adam Cole coming in. What is, and then the Roderick Strong coming over. They've had a great arc, and they've been on top. Yeah, and uh, they still haven't broken up, so, I mean, still more to come. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, coming at number three for me, I'm glad there's so many similarities going on right now. Uh-oh. So many similarities. <laughs> number three on? for me is none other uh, than Le Champion, oh. Le Bellator, yeah. Lace, <laughs> Lace Armanos. Pride and Powerful. Mexicocos. <laughs> yeah. And man. the most dangerous man on the planet. We're talking about the inner circle. We're talking about the inner circle. You forgot Mr. Longsleeves. The most dangerous man on the planet. Oh, that's what he's called? Uh, well, that's what I'm calling him. Oh, because he uh, injures Matt Hardy all the time? <laughs> all the time. Uh, yeah, the inner circle. Same thing. You know, there's uh, like a faction coming in. 
being formed, being hot, so over, gave us that great stadium stampede match, whatever that means. What do you mean? It was great. It was great. No, no, I mean, like, whatever stadium stampede. We had no clue oh. what it was going to be. Oh, well, by the end, and we all knew. By the end, we knew it was, <laughs> oh, okay, it, it happens in a stadium. Uh, so they are a solid number three for me. Very solid number three. All right, number two. I mean, it's been all recent, so I got to go a little old school now. Okay. They left their mark. I was a young boy. Even Everyone, this was a time when everyone was watching. Even if you weren't watching wrestling, you know what was going on. You know, on the playground. Of course. People, you know what this means. If you go like this to someone, you're telling them to suck it. And D-Generation X, they've come, they've gone, they've come back a couple times. But I mostly remember the early eras. I'm putting them up here. D-Generation X, so much fun. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Mike Tyson, the New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, China. That was the good era. And so much fun happened. The biggest faction of that attitude era. I remember being an eight-year-old. The first wrestling, I barely ever got to watch pay-per-views back then because it's like no, nope, you had, you had to pay-per-view. Yeah, my parents were like, "Fuck that!" This is kids. This is before <laughs> the internet. Yeah, before the network. Uh, <laughs> Thank God for the network. But it was my brother's birthday, and it was like the weekend of WrestleMania 14. So we're like, "Let's order it as a birthday present to him." We got to watch it, and he had one of his friends over, and it was the main event with Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, DX, and then. So I was still watching wrestling, but this was like the first time I really got like super exposed to DX because like pay-per-views and they're a little more raunchy. So of course I was like learning to suck it. And then I started doing the suck it all night (laughs) just on the couch. I was standing up and doing this and uh, parents don't like that kind of stuff. You know, you're an eight year old. Parents don't like kids suck. I I was doing it. My brother's friend's like, stop, you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) It's kept jumping up. I was so excited. And then the main event, Shawn Michaels lost and retired for four years. I was heartbroken. But wow. DX, though, man, they had such a great impact. Then they came. Wow. They were corny in the late 2000s. They were corny. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't erase what they did. You know, like when an, uh, a band releases a shitty album, it doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> we still love the band. Yeah, we still love the band. Mike, that's fantastic. Fuck, that was going to be my number one for you. So I don't uh, oh. I don't know who to pick. I, 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 am, I do not know who to pick coming in number well, two. Also, you swerved me when I, when I put the inner circle at number five. You almost made me think you weren't going to have them on your list. Oh, The way okay. you were speaking, you were like, oh, they're new. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it uh, dramatic, you know? Yeah, I like it. Coming in at number two for me is a group that hasn't been on the list yet. Not from me, of course, because I'm not mentioning them until now, and not from you at all. <laughs> well, you don't know. I still have one more pick. That's a good point. Coming in at number two for me is a faction which has evolved over the years. Many members, many leaders. Hmm. Factions that have changed the course of wrestling history as we even know it. Uh, I'm talking the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club. The Bullet uh, Club. Specifically, yeah, sort of, uh, sort of the version like? that I'm thinking of is Kenny, Cody, Bucks, Hangman. Okay. Um, I mean, there's been. Of course, I will be, yeah. but Finn you know, Ballard of course, AJ Styles has been Carlin the, Anderson you know, AJ, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the faction has stood the test of time years across the globe, multiple continents. Yeah, no, it's a good pick. You get a lot, you get a lot value for that. A lot of value. A lot of value. That's a value pick buck. on the draft board. Bang for your buck. Isn't that a, uh, a young bucks finisher? <laughs> More bang for your bucks. <laughs> yeah. So that was your number two. That was my number two. And Mike, I can't, the DX was going to be my number one for you. I don't even know. Uh, I can't even think of who would be, because yeah, because it involves Shawn Michaels. I can't think of anyone fucking else. 
I really can't. I don't know. Do you want to throw out the wild? The hurt business. <laughs> no, but uh, you never know, though. They're on a very good. They're on a good path. If we do this list in another little. Hundred episodes. Episode 200, yeah. if we update the list. But no, alas, there is a big one that you might have just not thought about much. Uh, I just have to give it. It got a little crazy. It's like the Bullet Club. Many different versions and leaders kind of came. Oh. Gone. But the NWO was the biggest thing on the planet for 1997. Uh, this is when WCW was still beating. I was always WWF number one, but this was when WCW was beating them. And, you know, I watched. I watched the next day. NWO was the hottest shit, man. People had the shirts. Even the Wolf Pack came out. People liked that at the time, the red version. And so many versions. Hollywood Hogan. I like him better than any version of Hulk Hogan. I hated Hulkamania as a kid. Even as a kid, I liked the heels a lot, but. Uh, it did get crazy. It got stupid with Russo and all that bad booking. And but for a while, man, NWO was the was shit. Was the shit. Yeah. The craziest. The spray paint. They invented the spray paint on, on the people. Be- on, yeah, on, on stuff. The belt, the people's. <laughs> Just spray paint shit. Yeah, that they corrupted. NWO. They took yeah. over. They were the first, like, corrupt. We're going to take over. We're going to yeah. fuck shit up. Everything like, retribution wishes to... it could be. <laughs> but, yeah, NWO, baby. That's like the Bullet Club. It includes all versions. Yeah, very much so. Okay. okay. That's my number one. I'll, I'll guess your number one. Uh, this one, I think I might have it. Uh, I think I mentioned it already. Because I'm going with the Undisputed Era. I mean, it's just written on my face, right? It's just written I mean, on your how, face. There's how, some I mean, things. We've, we've there talked tag things. teams, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, we sung that song. Yeah, we got to see like a main event. Nazi, a main event. A we got, we got to do the boom oh, yeah. live yeah. Uh, which was huge. Of course, yeah, the Undisputed Era. There's nobody else that, like, and I sort of said it before, Adam Cole coming through the, the crowd, that happened when it was like I was listening to other wrestling podcasts that were sort of describing, like, this thing called NXT. And I remember that being the first moment of me being like, it, it, or like looking into it, like oh shit, this guy kind of like came through the crowd. Everyone loved him. Who, mm-hmm. who, who, who what is happening? Who yeah. is this person? Like, why does everyone like already know him? What's this? Yeah, baby? why does ev- why does everybody already know him? <laughs> and then kind of like uh, one step further, like what is NXT? Yeah, I learned that day, baby. Indeed, Bay Bay. Indeed, I learned. Who knows at the, who knows at this point folks we're hitting the button folks I uh, hope you guys are liking the show we're doing a little technical difficult not dip dip difficulty we're trying something new I would hardly say it's difficulties because we're trying we're trying something new adding a video component to yeah. as the the whole kind know, of thing all the famous podcasts these days the Right. The Joe Rogan's, the Joey Diaz. Of course, and all systems can be refined, but we're working on it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Just try something new. Uh, well, Mike, you picked factions, which means that we're coming down to our final three top five categories. Of course, the best actor, director, picture, as uh, it were. Aren't yeah. we? Is it three or two left? Three. What am I missing? Didn't we come back and do belts and then factions? Yeah. What do we have left? I Wrestlers, thought- matches. And pay-per-views? Uh, I didn't know if we did pay-per-views. Oh, I thought we said that. I thought we wrote that one down. Just like... Oh, no, this I, is all live, folks. Well, listen, this is, all is, live. It, is it a specific pay-per-view or just like like not like this year of pay-per-view or just this pay-per-view? It was like I thought we said, yeah, that specific, like a specific pay-per-view, you know, like SummerSlam 96. I think I missed that one. Or something. Oh, shit. Okay, our first our first gaffe. I might be able to come up with it. No, on no, spot, no, 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 no. We don't do we don't ask that. Of course, you know, this is this is live. 
Yeah, I must have overlooked that on the list of lists as we were coming up with them back and forth. I apologize. Don't apologize. I could, no, I no, could. no. I mean, no, no, no. I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would rather you have some, you know. No, but like, I'm you know, sure you put a lot of thought up. into yours, though. I had put some thought in. How but about that's okay. well? You know what? This is the debut of the segment. The segment's going to continue after tonight, so our first weekly edition of Top Five can be well, not necessarily weekly. But on the weekly episode, our first top okay, five okay, will be maybe, top five favorite. Maybe that, that's what we'll do. Yeah. So we'll in save. a week or two, we'll do that for this. Save your list because you put a lot of work into it. It's, no, it's, 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 it's uh, italicized yeah. here on my computer. No, yes. that's okay. Don't apologize. No, no, no. But we will do it in uh, two weeks time or something. Perfect. We'll, we'll throw it in there. When we don't have trivia, we can just do that in between. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, then I guess it's uh, it's the big two. It's the big two. So um, I'm going to say, I guess I get a pick. I get to pick which one we do first. Yeah. What's going on last? Or what's virtue. going on last, rather. You get, to, you get both. You choose both. I get to pick first by picking last. Yeah. So I'm going to pick none other than the top five matches. That's what I would have picked, too. I, <laughs> so I we are in agreed. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, of course, top five matches ever. Now, I think this is where our lists will be the most different. I think our, these last think two, so these too. last two categories will very much reflect uh, sort of, you know, because yeah. I've, I've certainly seen matches from, uh, you know, the olden days. Of course. But possibly things that I watched in retrospect and you were watching live. Of course, there's something. There's some, yeah, there's something to be said about that being in the moment of seeing it for the first time live. Yeah, that you well, can never replicate. You can never. Replicate. I'm going back. You can go back and watch it, and you can be like, I knew what that feels like. But if you go back and watch it, you can't feel the same. Well, coming in. <laughs> well, coming in at number five for me. I mean, you just said being in the moment, Mike. Imagine being in in the arena. Woo! When such an incredible thing happens, uh, coming to number five for me will be The Fiend's debut oh, at SummerSlam 2019, taking on Finn Balor, normal, regular-ass Finn Balor, nothing yeah. demony about him. Leather jacket. Uh, this, one of those, uh, for me, this the in-ring action was fine, but it was the presentation that we got to be there to experience something that nobody had ever seen before in mm. the professional wrestling scape, something that we've been waiting for for fucking years. Um, and it finally happened. And it was a damn fine. You know, sometimes a squash match is the perfect. It was like two minutes. He just dominated him. He did the next snap. He finished him and we all fucking loved it. We just loved it. And we were all better for it. Yeah, we were all better people <laughs> at the end. At the end of the day. Okay. That was a great number five. Uh, my number five is from the same, well, not the same year, but the same pay-per-view, SummerSlam. I'm talking SummerSlam 2013. Uh, let me tell a slight personal story about this. This is like your text message. Not like life, not like changing, but you were involved in this moment. You might not even realize it. I was involved in this moment. I think I know exactly what's about to happen. SummerSlam 2013? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we were coming home from yes, Scotella. Yes, we were. We were. <laughs> you know all about this. We were. Yeah. So you and Sam, our friend of the show, Sam. Former bass player of the, yeah. the rock and roll band <laughs> Pending. The, the famous rock and roll band Pending. <laughs> so they were in the front seat. I was in the back seat. We were coming home from Scotella, this nice music festival party where we had just played the night before, I think. Or maybe not. Yeah, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. That was exactly it. Uh, so we were on the way home. And uh, to no knowledge of the men in the front seat, uh, I was very excited for the SummerSlam pay-per-view. Looking to months, you could say this was probably the brightest spark in my life at the moment. I was looking forward to this match. Sometimes we have ups and downs in this in this world. And I was looking forward to this match more than anything in a long time. SummerSlam 2013. So we're coming home. 
the highway's jam-packed. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting real slow, but I'm like, we got to make it. I got to get home in time for this pay-per-view. But I don't even think I really explained it that well to you guys that that's why. I just wanted to get home. I was getting antsy. And you're like, oh, let's just pull off, take a little break. I'm like, no, we got to keep going. We got to get home. <laughs> so I had a couple of buddies. I had like my friend Jake coming over. And I was just, this match was like, this was like the Leafs in the cup final. I'm like, I got to get home and watch Daniel Bryan challenging John Cena. To make a long story short, John Cena, Daniel Bryan for the world heavyweight title at SummerSlam 2013. The yes movement was in full effect. This was before he made it rented WrestleMania, but this was the moment he beat John Cena clean in the middle of the ring for the world title. And I made it home in time. I watched the match. It was a great night. <laughs> I may have been a little grumpy on the ride home, but I made it and I was very happy at the end of the night. Wow. You know what? No, you say that. And I, I, I remember, I remember that happening. <laughs> Where, remember the yeah, car like, ride. It was a log jam. We were, driving, it was ridiculous. we were driving from London, which is already like a long. It's a log jam. Like, and we're driving through Milton, I think, was yeah. where sort of we were like, shit, like, let's just fucking pull over and grab dinner. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, gra yeah, grab a, you know, coffee whatever. or whatever. Take a yeah. break, stretch out. Take a break, out. stretch out. And uh, yeah, okay, I had no idea that that was. No, I didn't explain how much it. That, well, that was the match. And, you know, I mean. That was the thing. That it, does, was my... it, does, it does beg the question, would I have even understood I have a tattoo on my thigh that says, yes, 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 in honor of Daniel Bryan. That was all, you know, this was this. It was because of this kind of shit yeah. that led me to do that to myself. And that was the moment. Wow. Come on. Oh, that was it. Oh. That was a good personal story. I'm glad that you kind of picked up on it right away, too. Yeah. Was kind of no, as soon as you kind of like set the scene, I knew <laughs> I knew it would have been during a SummerSlam. And that was before time. you had gotten into wrestling. But yeah. now you can look back and understand how much it meant. That would have been huge. Yeah. I feel, like I, I feel like I would have left after. <laughs> like I'm not even risking this. Like, we'll, yeah, I'm, we'll, not, I'm going home tonight. We'll leave at midnight. Yeah, Scotia. No, uh, but yeah, that was such a good. And the the whole. But then after Randy Orton cashes in and it sucks. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the match itself, if you go back and watch, is such a damn. It's like if John Cena was in New Japan. He's fucking wrestling stiff. He's. It was the debut of Daniel Bryan's running knee. Really. And he literally Cena just told him hit me with it, and he just fucking Fuck. right in the skull. That's sick. The next night he's got a whole back. Well, that's it to make a long story long. That's the that's number five. Wow, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that moment. Coming at number four for me. Uh, a name. I guess we just fucking mentioned him. There was this huge, huge, huge moment. I guess that would have been coming up. Uh, what year? What year was that? I'm searching. We're looking up the year. We're looking up the year. We're looking up the year. I guess it 2018. was. 2018. Uh, yes, coming towards the end of 2018. I'm going to get, I, I think it's AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, SmackDown. Or no, AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal. No, I don't know. What are you saying? Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt. Yeah, no, it's okay. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It was, <laughs> it was towards the, the end of 2018, uh, the beginning of 2019 was this huge movement. One of the first things that, or like still one of the only things that I remember it happened. I popped. I, I I had to deep squat out of my very low sitting couch. I was sitting on this very couch right here. It was a match uh, that I just rewatched like two weeks ago because it popped up on YouTube, and I said to myself like, "How much fun did I have watching this?" And I rewatched and I relived all the fun. It is Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship off Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. Yes, 
Yeah. That's it was, uh, um, I just looked at about, yeah, 23, almost 24 minutes. It was a you know huge chunk of time right in the middle of the show. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan's kind of... Uh, the heel, he's got his environmental the, the title. Pl- the planet's champion and the and the, the rise of Kofi, everything like... Kofi th- mania, it was natural. Was Kofi mania, it was one of the first times where I was like, this You're, is uh, You saw it happen where... You know, it wasn't planned, but they just went with it. It was a time where they knew yeah, and, they went with it. And also, we were, I think we were both smart enough to know, like, we want Kofi to win, but Kofi might not win. He might not. It's <laughs> fucking Vince McMahon. Like, we, so. were, we both kind of had that little, like, I'm, skept- I'm not skeptical, but I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. And it was huge. And I'll, I'll Not never, every world title win is emotional. That one was emotional. I'll never forget that one. Yeah. yeah. Damn good. Damn good match. Big moment. That was your number five? Four. Four, sorry. This is my number four. As we go on, uh, this is one of the most memorable, legendary matches. Anyone who knows a little bit about pro wrestling at least knows this match. Because this is more than just wrestling to me. This match, it's like a, it's a, it's a ride. It's a story. Mm-hmm. When you put this match on, you got to be ready for it. Because I'm talking about The Undertaker versus Mankind. Hell in a Cell, 1998. The infamous moment. Right off the bat, they climb to the roof. Mankind is thrown off. And Mick Foley himself has said this is when he transforms because he was mankind his whole career. But he crashes through the table. He's basically dead. They come out. Basically. Yeah. They all check on him. And this is the first time they get their check on. They remove his mask. And he says that's when he became Mick Foley. This moment. This is when the crowd was like, holy fuck. This is is a human. When his tooth was in his nose. (laughs) His tooth was in his nose. He separated a bruised kidney. He got like four or five. He was fucked up. They're stretching him off. He comes back. And then he gets chokeslammed through the roof of the cage, which they, to this day, established was not supposed to happen, which was insane. So he's dead. Like, the match itself, you're not seeing shooting star presses. You're not seeing crazy shit, but it was so emotional. The drama. You get sucked in. I watched it a few weeks ago just for, like, nostalgia. Just it for still posterity's gets to me. sake. Just, so much. You're just the ride. Bah, they even on. have thumbtacks. Even after all that shit, they get out thumbtacks. <laughs> they even have thumbtacks. Yeah, they do a pile driver. They do all this shit. And then like immediately afterwards, a guy who wore very little clothes takes on a guy who wears a lot of clothes in a first blood match. Yeah, which was fun because <laughs> I loved Kane at the time too. That whole pay-per-view was a lot of fun. But that match is legendary. Uh, there's, a, there's just so many stories about it. There was something like yeah. backstage in WCW they because they all used to watch the other show at the pay-per-view. They were watching. And then afterwards, someone's like, well, that's it, boys. We just lost the war wow. <laughs> after this match. That's insane. Yeah, arguably. <sighs> could have kind of put them over in that, st- in that yeah. respect. We'll never forget it. We'll never forget it. Coming in number three for me. This is a match which we have mentioned the time and place not too long ago. I wonder, I mean, yeah, if we have another what if, you know, uh, <laughs> what if. That could be a new thing as well. What if, what if, what if? Double what if? A new segment, I mean. Oh, yeah. A little, little what if segment. What ifs, a little yeah. fantasy book, like a few years or whatever yeah. it might be. I mean, Mike, where previously we asked ourselves, what if I never texted you wanting to hang out <laughs> TLC 2016? But, Mike, I guess the second question would be, what if the main event wasn't that good? Yeah. Because coming in at number three for me, we have Dean Ambrose taking on AJ Styles for that WWE Championship in a TLC match. You mentioned it before, the 450 splash to the table from outside, like from the rope outside <laughs> of the insane. ring. He Not, even like, he like lands on his head. He overshoots I, There's it. also, I rewatched some highlights recent, uh, the other week. There's also one of those, they make the table out of chairs. Spots. We love the table chair. I love the old ta- chair table. <laughs> yeah. It was a damn good match. Um, yeah, I can't say anything. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> num- that's, that's number three for me. Rewatch it if you can. 
Okay, my number three, another more modern, modern, very modern take on this one, actually. More modern than your last one. This comes from the year 2019. Uh... At the time, as I was watching it, I knew, and I think I made that very clear on this show, that it was one of the greatest matches I had ever seen. Because I'm talking about Cody Rhodes taking on Dustin at Double or Nothing 2019. Baby! You want to talk wrestling? You want to talk storytelling? This is this match had it all. One of the best blade jobs I've ever seen. Ever. One of the best Most perfectly placed. and masks. Yeah. Not over. You've seen Eddie Guerrero when he overdid it, right? That was a little that too, was much. too much. That was too much. I don't want that much. He takes a chair to the head and then it's just. He, he hit an artery. He fucking. <laughs> but Dustin, it was so perfect. It just dripped steady throughout the whole match. But even besides the blood, like just everything, the moves, the wrestling, the brotherhood. This was. The there's hug decades at the end, building. The, 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 yeah. the dusty chants. Yes. The going dusty on in the background. Because in WWE, we never got this. Cody was stardust. There was this. We never got the match that everyone knows. And it wouldn't been. have been booked the same way there either way. Been, there wouldn't have been blood. There would have been all this shit. And uh, yeah, five stars from from Dave Meltzer. Uh, Dustin. Deservedly like, so. Exactly. Yeah, at the age of like forty five or whatever, Dustin getting puts his on the first best match five his star career. match. Yeah, who could have thunk it? Yeah, so I'll never forget that match, and uh, that's why it's number three all time. The most recent, it could climb. As it the, could, yeah, because I really mean, could. You know, as, as, I'm as, very nostalgic based. And exactly, as the heart grows fonder, right? Yeah, episode two hundred. That could be number two, number one. Who knows? Coming at number two. For me, is a big one uh, here, too. So a lot of professional wrestling that would occur on the weekend, I would be working for, right? But oftentimes when a pay-per-view is going on, I can kind of have a laptop set up in the corner and sort of check in and out of what's happening for the better for the matches I care about a little more. Maybe I'll fucking sit down and pay attention (laughs) a little more. Um, And this one, I remember being so excited for and getting... And same thing, it would be like... I would tell the I would tell the you know the new guys at work like hey I'm gonna watch wrestling later just so you know yeah like that's what will be happening that's, that's happening <laughs> engage engage with or not yeah up to you and uh, <laughs> a couple of the guys got so on board from this particular match once one uh, once so much so that they continue to watch AEW to this day wow because you, that night you changed them that night that I was changed. their text message to me night that was their text message to you night because Mike I will never forget coming in at number two the Escalada de la Muerte yeah. The Young Bucks taking on the Lucha Bros at All Out. Uh, was it just the two of them? I thought there was a third team. No, I'm thinking. No, no, it was just, just the two, just of, them. The two yeah, of them. It was a damn good match. Combining uh, and the also Golden Ladders. Also combining uh, previous lists. Uh, Penta giving the the Destroyer uh, off the ladder through. through the, yeah, that was one of the, the craziest tables. bumps of the year. One of the craziest one bumps the, you'll ever see. Yeah. You will ever see. I will never forget All Out. Yeah, that was a damn good match. That was for the AAA tag titles. For those time. AAA titles. I think Young Bucks retained, I think. Doesn't, Does, even, doesn't matter. even matter. We don't matter. give a shit who won because the <laughs> no. match, yeah, one of the greatest, as you said, matches, ladder matches, tag matches, whatever you want to say, it was one of the best matches yeah, you'll ever very see. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Okay. My number two. This is the nitty gritty here. Yeah. My top three were pretty hard to separate. Because yeah. on any day of the week, I, they could be a different spot. They could be number one. Because this is number two. This is one of the greatest matches of all time. Another one where as I was watching, I knew what was going on. History. History in the making. Because we were seeing the change. The tide was returning. The world was changing as we have just seen. The best women's match of all time. One of the best matches of all time. Sasha Banks versus Bailey. 
for the NXT Women's Title Takeover oh, Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> no. thought you were gonna say it just happened. Oh no. my god. No, no, no. I can't beat that. I won't go that far. <laughs> I'm talking Takeover Brooklyn. The very first time they fought for the title, the drama, the emotion. You know, that's one of the ones. I'm Sasha Banks. I love her, but Bailey, she had to win that match. It was the baby face. It was the story. It was the perfect storytelling. The lead up, the crowd, just everything about that match. I love it. Put women's wrestling on the map. That's one that people are going to reference for years. Yeah, never. I've never seen it. I don't See, think. I know. What? I, I know it exists. I know, I know it exists. That's your I've fault. just never seen it. That's your I, fault. Though. I never saw. Who's assigning blame? Well, when you know it's one of the best matches of all time. I, yeah, I could. You've seen the Hell in a Cell one. You going around? Yeah, I've seen the Hell in a Cell. But damn, everyone. Flame him with bad comments for not seeing that match. Yeah, right. Like in the comments down below. Because he doesn't even know what I'm talking about right now. I know that it's a match and I know you love it. <laughs> no, but, but it's it's the kind of match that could change a person's life. Change lives, apparently. Yeah. Move. It will move you. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, come down to number one. So, what's my number one going to be? Huh. Huh. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to say it's. I'm going to stick with the recent trend. It's going to be one that you've seen within this last four or five years mm -hmm. since hopping on board. Ah, there's been a lot of good matches, though. I almost feel like it might be. It might be, be, be. <laughs> I feel like it might be NXT. I'm leaning NXT. I'm leaning Adam Cole. I feel... Is it Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano? I don't know how to specify which one. One of the first two ones. I don't know the difference. I can't remember which one. But if it's not that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, That's your guess. Adam Cole, guess? Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. Damn. Damn close. Damn close yeah. because some competitors were also involved. You were right, ah. <laughs> right to go NXT. <clears throat> I got to say, my favorite match of all time. Yeah is the fatal five-way ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship. Yeah, another fabled five-star match. Another fabled five-star match, of course. Um, Adam Cole ended up getting the win. We had Killian Dane. We had Lars Sullivan. We had EC3. And we had... Pew, pew, pew. Fucking... Uh, ricochet. Ricochet, That's yeah, sorry. Pew, pew. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, I was... I don't know. That was like threw me off for a second. Yeah, no, and he we, was one flippy. He was flippy. And man. we had Ricochet. Um, that match, and just like a ladder match, like we said before, like being the... Being my favorite stipulation of a match and seeing that match perform on the utmost, uh, the highest possible level. Yeah, everybody delivered. <clears throat> at uh, TakeOver New Orleans. Damn good match. Damn good. Put the title on the map. Yeah. That's what it did. That was your number one. Mm -hmm. What was your guess for my numero uno? <clears throat> um, I think it's more like who it involves. Like, I think your favorite match involves Daniel Bryan. Or maybe like CM Punk or something. You know, like <laughs> I think, but I think your favorite match involves somebody that you really like. Um, or possibly that, you know, we mentioned before, the Edge, Hardy Boys. Um, I think that could also be another wild card for you. Could be. I'm going to say that your favorite match, because you like CM Punk too, right? Yeah, I like CM Punk a lot. You're a punker. I'm a punker. I'm going to say that your favorite match is CM Punk taking on John Cena at Money in the <laughs> Bank in Chicago. It is not, but that is a damn good match. The damn, last five-star match. Damn fine match. The last five-star match on WWE main roster, according to some people. Not, <laughs> not, not, not Some this people. But no, I'm talking about another match that should have been given five stars. 
Greatest match of all time involving some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. We're going to WrestleMania 25. The first meeting of Shawn Michaels and Undertaker one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. That's the one. The famous match. The one where Undertaker nearly dives when he jumps out of the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. The first kick out of the tombstone in like 20 years. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. They just put on a classic. It's, it's just everything about wrestling summed up in one match that you need to know. The greatest match I've ever seen. Now is your top. That's number one. Man, I got I to gotta watch it now. I got to yeah, watch it. Those two you need to watch. Yeah, I apparently guess. so. Apparently yeah, so. Homework. Which only leaves one category left. That's correct. And it's, I guess we left it for this because it's the biggest. It's the biggest one. Probably the hardest one for me to work out as well. Yeah. Like this is, because this is just includes everyone. We're not separating men, women, anything. This is just the top five all-time wrestlers. All-time, baby. Any, anything goes. Uh, and in regards to that, are we just, so one person can often play multiple gimmicks. Not that the, I mean, it might not even matter, but in regards to that, do you consider that like one person or like three people or? I That's mean, a good question. I guess you can do whatever you want. I mean, I, if I were to be asked that question, I would maybe assume, say, I'd say per, it's like the physical entity of the person. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, because you could, yeah, because you could love, you could love dude love <laughs> you hate mankind yeah. i don't know i don't know like that's really i guess that's kind of like really up to you well anyways it is up to me because it's number five my number five i'm going with mankind <laughs> if i have to specify but mick foley but mankind is the my man favorite. behind the mask yeah i mean as we talked about earlier the hell in a cell but more than that uh there's no list for this but my greatest raw moment of all time is mankind beating the rock for the world title it was life-changing. This was back before the internet. Me and my brother didn't have the... A lot of people didn't have the internet in 99, right? Did you have mm -hmm. the internet in 99? Uh, not that like I explicitly no. remember. I had like no. one friend that had the internet. We would like go to his house and go on the internet. But No, so I had no idea. This show was actually taped like three days before the Monday Night Raw. Was it like taped three days before in really? Germany? So spoilers were out there, but nobody, nobody knew. Nobody so knew. I saw this world title change live. Mankind, he's been in a thousand good matches. But yeah, he's my number. The craziest bumps he would take. Amen. Fucking mankind, baby. Mankind, baby. That's coming in number five. Big number pick. This will be another one of those categories that for you and I, Mike, it feels it will be very different. Yeah, we might not share a pick. We may not even share a pick, although I definitely know we'll share a pick. We'll share five. Uh, I think at least one. I think we'll, we'll share at least one. And who knows? It could one. Be, it Maybe could, two. It could, even be, it could even be this one. Because <laughs> Mike coming in at number five for me is not only a performer uh, who, can, who continues to be consistent, but I love... I love the idea of uh, sort of the history of the sport and somebody being recognized as being as being kind of a sport na unanimous good. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like no, no, maybe I, maybe this is just a, a, per a perception I have of the person, but there can be no disrespect given towards him as a his, his character, yeah. his performance, his, his ability to probably keep other people safe. Um, Daniel Bryan. It's coming Daniel in number five for me. Coming in. He had that huge match with Kofi. All the matches with AJ. I mean, yeah, tons um, of matches. I he, talked about the Cena match earlier. Face, heel, face, heel, face, heel. Doesn't do matter. It. It's He's great every time. Yeah, great on the mic. Great in the ring. Uh, just great. One of the most lovable people. Very much that. so. Very much awesome. so. All right. I'm, let's work the way up to number four here. This was one of my toughest, toughest picks, man. This whole category, I guess, or just this well, number the whole four? category, but like this person here, because they could easily be number one. But I got, I'm putting them on number four. I feel like it's almost based on seniority. 
Because <laughs> like you said, I have watched decades of wrestling at this point. And at I this do point. Have, you know, you can build up more of a resume. So, uh, but this person's been around a little while, but they have made such an impact on me that I'm willing to call them the greatest of their time, of their generation, of their the greatest woman wrestler ever. Sasha Banks is number four, the boss. And I, like I said, she could easily work her way up this list because she is that damn good. She is still young. She's the champion. She is the standard of the women's wrestling. And in, in the present, in, in, in a Charlotte-less world. Even when Charlotte's <laughs> around, the boss is the boss. That's all I'm saying. In a Charlotte-less world. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. The boss. The is, last year of the boss has been a no, whole other before level. that. And even, well, Every year of the boss. <laughs> even before that. But I'm saying, you know, even the run she continues yeah, to the be summer, on. Her and Bailey carried us through the summer pretty good. They really did. The whole COVID era is really just <laughs> those yeah. two. Yeah, huge short. Yeah. Coming to number four for me. Um, I think I mentioned this before. You know, uh, the feeling of knowing some of the information that other people don't. You know, and tons of people watch the main roster. Tons of people, you know, and then even lesser people watch NXT. And then even, uh, you know, and it's certainly here about in North America. the same America. people watch AEW. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm sorry. Saying, I thought that's where you Well, certainly the same amount of people watch AEW. But the, I, I, when I started watching wrestling, I never thought about leaving the country to watch my wrestling. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I never thought to like, you know, or maybe there's, is there wrestling happening in like, you know, Zimbabwe? There is. There is actually. Yeah. Is there wrestling happening in Australia? Everywhere. Of course. Peyton Royce, Billy Bloody K. Is Billy there wrestling happening Bloody in Japan? Of course it is. <laughs> the first few matches that I saw at Wrestle Kingdom, um, New Japan was, uh, what, what, one thing I love about New Japan, uh, when we do get to watch it, it's the production difference between the two. It's a lot more sport-like. And it's a lot more sport boxing-like. I love yeah. the photographers around the ring. The I love... angles, the replays, even, everything. Even I feel like the camera's like a little grainier. Yeah. I don't, and it's for, more stationary. There's a lot reason, less zoom. There's a lot less cuts. A I lot. have no clue why. And Even I, the ropes have like the boxing... And I can thing. recall three years in a row waking up nice and early to check out the Wrestle Kingdom main event. And guess <laughs> who was main eventing every single time? None other than Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Is he gonna get the big win tonight? I fucking hope so. I want to. I want. I want. Good I wanna, Canadian boy. Good both. Canadian kid from Winnipeg. Good Winnipeg guy. Um, uh, a, a huge supporter <laughs> of the women's division all over wow, the planet. Wow, I don't know. Clearly what, his what division? Well, clearly his voice just isn't heard. He still okay. supports it though. He likes um, it. <laughs> that's exactly uh, it. Yeah, I love. I love Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match tonight. I love everything he does. He's a damn good, damn good, wrestler. damn fine wrestler. Number three. Number three. This one. One of the most legendary wrestlers of all time, of course. Hall of Fame worthy. He's not there yet because, well, he hasn't quite, I mean, uh, well, I won't say too much. Let's just say I'm giving vague hints because that's fun to do, to lead up. <laughs> uh, but yes, as my from my childhood, one of my earliest memories was of this wrestler. One of my favorites right away because he's a, the Undertaker. One of the best gimmicks you could have of all time. So many people would fail with this thing, but he made it go for 30 plus years. Uh, there's been some stumbles along the way, like we said. He could have retired earlier, but. And it's it's even the way that the gimmickless characters, let's say like a guy like a. I don't know, you know, a gimmick. Who's like a, like Dolph Ziggler? He's kind of like gimmickless. You know, he's like yeah. he's a person. That's yeah. that's his thing. Um, I love the way that every single superstar trembles in fear the second <laughs> that big dong comes around. Yeah, 
And even within The Undertaker, he's evolved. He's had different looks. You know, he started as the mortician. Then he was like the, the gothic cult leader. American and badass. The biker. Back to the throwback taker, which is just mm-hmm. once you reach the nostalgic point, you can just do whatever you want. But in between all that, he was putting on great matches for most of the time. And yeah, those Hell in a Cells, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, Kane had some great matches with him. All the gimmicks, you know, the Hell in a Cell wouldn't exist. Buried Alive wouldn't exist. Casket match. Yeah. He's probably the inventor of the most matches. Oh, that's a good point. He- uh, the Undertaker is just ingrained on so many things. In, in professional wrestling yeah. history. That's terrible. And my true. childhood. Coming in number three for me. Right? Number three. Uh, <laughs> um... Another performer who he's taken on Taker. Hey. He has taken on the Undertaker. If that if that narrows it down, <laughs> somewhat this person and Taker have had a match together. If that if that narrows down any of the selection at all, one thing Taker needs is somebody who can sell his like horror. Somebody who can be scared of Undertaker when that big dong comes down. <laughs> um, I think, you know, yeah, a guy like Ziggler is so expressive in the face, he fucking sells it. Yeah. And some uh, somebody who is equally as expressive, one of the best sellers in the business, can't think of anybody better, coming in number three for me, the phenomenal Woo! AJ Styles, baby. You did the one, I did the other. You did the other one. That's perfect, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> It's perfect. Um, yeah. The, oh, do we catch them both? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> the, we did. the the match. <laughs> the, I mean, between the, the match at TLC, um, the he was in that that. that I, I mean, I could fucking I could start giving the list of matches of oh, his yeah. that I like or the reasons why It'd I be like easier him. to list all the matches that were bad because it's a much shorter list. It's uh, not very many. Cons- uh, not only one of the most consistent performers you'll ever get to watch. He is so incredibly entertaining, expressive, selling. Yeah. Uh, that Styles Clash, that calf crusher. Phenomenal the is phenomenal the perfect word. Forearm. It's the perfect word to describe. He built him. SmackDown Live. He oh, yeah. fucking he carried that title. He took it from Jinder and brought it back to the way it should be. <laughs> Amen, brother. After that fucking bad shit. But... Amen, brother. Amen. Number two. That's my number. This is, yeah, number two and number one are so hard because you could easily flip-flop, at least in my case. I don't know about you. You might have a very definitive number one. It's, no, this, this, this entire top five list yeah, was very It's so tough. hard. All these ones can move around. This one was two very and tough. one were so hard. Uh, we talked about him a bit earlier. Number two, this man meant so much to me. One of the greatest American folk heroes of our time, I might say, in the world of wrestling. Because Daniel Bryan changed the landscape. He literally changed WrestleMania. He changed everything. The crowd said, Vince, we've had enough. We're not letting you. We are not. You fucked us over so many times. <laughs> this man is winning the title in the main event of WrestleMania. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. Batista won the Royal Rumble. He was supposed to win. But no, we're not having it. And it's because Daniel Bryan's that damn good. The most just baby face, cheerful, even great heel. But like, you want to see him win. He's so damn good. When the Observer names an award after you, yeah, you're pretty <laughs> yeah. fucking good. And yeah, I know. I'm only talking about his WWE. Obviously, he had long career in Ring of Honor and Japan. He did a PW, bunch of great PWG. shit. PWG. Yeah, but uh, the beard, once the beard grew out, that's the Daniel Bryan I know best. And he's been nothing but great. Since. The American Dragon. The American Dragon. The the people's yeah, tru- champion. The truly, planet's champion. Truly one of the better, best performers we will ever see. Yeah, of all time. Of all time. First ballot Hall of Famer. We're always talking... In this house, we're always talking first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer. He retired and to... came back. I cried when he retired. It was emotional. I'm sure it was. It felt like a funeral that day. It really did. But he came back. I have his autograph picture at my bedroom. Where'd you get an autograph? 
Someone sent it to me. That's a very sick. nice person on Reddit sent it to me. For no free. way. Randomly. Really? Yeah. It was a, wow. I'll tell that story I'd love to see time. that. Take, take a photo. So sent to me one time. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I have it somewhere. That was my number two. Coming in at number two for me. This is a big one. Okay. This is a big one here. Um, because, yeah, it involved my entire duration of watching professional wrestling. And uh, one of the few performers that Mike, dare I say, you know, similar to uh, when when Hulk Hogan popped up in 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 WCW, it was huge news. <laughs> it was huge news. Yeah, you don't just you don't cross the, the the river like that. The picket line. You don't cross the picket line like that, <laughs> right? And one man that I've been watching my entire life, my entire my entire professional wrestling career, I've been watching, and he said he said fuck you to that picket line, Ooh. and he marched right across, and he went from being a stud in one company to being a stud in the other company and fuck i don't even know what to call him i don't even know how to moniker the man's one name because the man has so many names <laughs> you may know him as dean ambrose oh well i know him as john moxley whoever you know you may, i mean i know him as you moxley may know as well. him as renee young's wife who knows what you yes. know him as mr packet Mr. Packett, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Um, yeah, just everything was fun. I think he is very good. I like him. He can do any style. He can go hardcore. He's and and and, and he's proven he can he, he's proven that pe- he can draw people in all over the world. Yeah. Um John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh <laughs> you're yeah, you're you're coming in the number 2 spot for me. Hell yeah. Well, it's your number 1. That leaves only one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what like, can... okay, so if Daniel Bryan's number two. Yeah, he was a strong favorite, yeah. He was a Sasha strong Banks, favorite. Undertaker, Sasha they were Banks. Strong. No, this one's tough because I can go two ways with this. It's going to be yeah. one of two. Either way, there's going to be a surprise because someone didn't make the list, right? I, oh, and that's the thing, right? So <laughs> either I'm going to say the name and then be surprised that, yeah, whichever name I say, because I have two names in mind, but I can only say one yeah, officially. I think I know the two names as well. You probably know the two <laughs> names. This one's really hard. Mm-hmm. Ah, because you're wearing the shirt, Mike. You're wearing the shirt. (laughs) I'm going to swerve you. I think your favorite wrestler. I think number one on this list for you, Mike. None other than Shawn Michaels. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I got one. Finally. Ah, yes. Number one. The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, the greatest wrestler, the performer, the showstopper, the icon, whatever you want to call him. When you needed a good match, he was going to deliver. He didn't, like, you know, you don't care if he wins or loses. A lot of people hated him backstage, but even Bret Hart admits he's one of the best ever. And uh, a lot of, even Ric Flair, lots of people say Shawn Michaels is the best ever, and that's not just because, it's because. There's, clear, there's clearly <laughs> yeah. something, there's something to there, him. Like, among all, he's, if he's everyone featured on a bunch of my other, on all these leather lists. He's, he's been featured. all over the place, yeah. So, yeah, he's done it all. Hell in a Cell, ladder matches, everything, DX, heel face. I just love him. Shawn Michaels, Becky Lynch, though honorable mention. That was that was it. That was, <laughs> was it. Close. And I she knew almost, it was her and Sasha for, because Beck, neither Becky nor Shawn Michaels had made the list, and it's yeah. like fuck, it's gonna be one of them. But I did say earlier, Sasha's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Yeah, so that's a good hint. Oh, you have said that. But Becky, they, she was so close to making this list, but no, Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, number one. Number one, baby. And well, I guess I, well, I, I guess I turned the card over to you. Yes, I'll guess. Uh, you said baby. I'll say baby <laughs> and go with Adam Cole. That's my guess for number one. There's no explanation Boom. needed for this. That's right. Adam Cole possesses to me 
all the things that uh, a professional wrestler is like supposed to be <laughs> and uh, I, I can a, a more lovable heel oh, I, I, can, I cannot think Adam of a Cole. more lovable heel anytime he steps out into the ring it's going to be fucking huge yeah he's got two taunts he's got boom and Adam Cole baby and Adam Cole baby two taunts um, the entire like song is built around him oh, yeah. doing. Everyone boom. loves the Danny. Uh, yeah, and Adam Cole is. I I I can't I can't even fucking. I mean, we both we know. I called it for a reason. We called it for a reason. I'm yeah. glad we both. I, I I'm glad. <laughs> we you both. Know we ended it off. With we ended it off on a strong <laughs> note. We were both able to call each other's number ones. Yeah, we know each other and somewhat. Yeah, so that's it. Some kind that's, of way. That was the entire that was the entire episode 100 I think. Yeah. I think, I think we covered a lot edge. of good ground here. That was a good like historical you know, we got to learn a lot in this episode, tell some stories, just kind of cover. I mean, obviously our we're born in the 90s, so pre-80s wrestling is very a little Foreign, well, to a us. More foreign we acknowledge to us, it, we know? respect it. But hey, that's going to happen at every time, right? Exactly. Like a brand new wrestling fan isn't going to go back and watch the fucking Von Erics. And let's go. be honest, uh, they weren't doing shirt and star presses back then and stuff like that. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and everyone's everyone's going to have that era of whatever. And my stepdad will always say Michael Jordan's better than LeBron James. It's just well, sort of the way easy there. This is a professional wrestling podcast. <laughs> I'll this agree with isn't, him. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a basketball podcast. This is Pressure Wrestling Podcast, and that's the entire episode of 100. I think, uh, you know, we kind of compiled all these lists, Mike. I I love every single hour we spend doing the show together, and I can't wait for the next 100. Yes, we are 200, not. 200, 300. As of now, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're committed. There's Wrestling's no, not going anywhere. There's so. no signs to stop. Like, I think that I have no reason. I, we have no reason to ever stop doing this <laughs> show forever. No, it's only going to expand. If anything, so who knows? What? It's only going to expand, folks at home. We hope you, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we'll, well, you know, things will get better. Our YouTubes will continue to get better every single year. Uh, we do this. Uh, keep in mind, maybe, maybe our next video show can be the Shooties at our big end of the year. You know, that is the real Oscars. Yeah, we'll give our year-end rewards, but that sticks to this just this year. This, that sticks this to this year. 2020. And uh, I guess we know probably back next year, episode 101. You rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. I never thought we'd get to 100 episodes, but God damn it, we made it. Here we are, and here you are. Here you are. Folks at home, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the support over the past 100 episodes. We hope that we can give you 100 more, and uh, we thank you. And I uh, thank everything. But yeah, no spoilers. It's fucking almost full gear time. Yeah, we're going to go watch the show. And, uh, <laughs> and then probably talk yeah. about it on episode 101. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Everybody, uh, you all, take care of yourself. Bye. Yeah, play us out, Sam. <laughs>